Okay, we have a little bit of housekeeping on this episode. And more so, what we really have, actually, is bad news, good news, and a little more bad news. So, bad news, there's a little background noise on this episode. I don't know what happened. We had just a cascading malfunction. The cameras were struggling, the live stream was struggling, the audio was struggling, everything that could go wrong went wrong, but we got it working enough to where we came out. The audio, however, it's a little rough. Not not terrible, not great. So if you're listening to this just through your phone or just like a regular podcast, I might recommend maybe watching the video for whatever reason. I feel like you can get by with a little more noise when you're also watching the video. I don't know. That's just me. My recommendation. Good news on that. It was an awesome conversation. It was so much fun. There was a lot of laughter, some more serious moments, also followed by some more laughter. It was just a blast. I really enjoyed talking with our guest. She's amazing. There's the good news. The bad news, part two, the video is a little janky as well. It's not terrible. It's just we're a little farther to the edge than might be ideal. So if you watch the video, be on the lookout for that. It was just, I said it starting out, shit kind of hit the fan. I don't know what happened. It's like we were on too good of a run, so we had to have a little technical difficulties just to kind of humble us. I get it. That's all part of life. Moving forward, we should be okay, though. I am saying this. This is 89, and I think we've already recorded through 94, episode 94, but I think this is the only one that was really hit hard. And again, not terrible. You can listen for yourself and decide. I would recommend listening to it or watching it just because it was a great episode. I tried to clean it up as much as I could. There is a point, and maybe this is just due to my serious lack of experience with audio engineering, where you could almost over-engineer your audio and it sounds even worse than if you just left in a little noise. So there's that. Again, our guest was awesome. The conversation, really, I can't say it enough. It It was just a lot of fun. It was just a good time. It was a great conversation, fun hanging out with her. Please give it up for Rain Glasper. things about this, it is always a humbling experience. Every time I think, oh, man, we got this dialed in, I'm like, oh, shit, no, we don't. We're just, we're still just trying to figure it out. (laughs) That and the fact that it's always hot as fuck in here. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I admire you for hanging on to the jacket. I would be. You know, I like warmth. I like being, I'm that person, I got like three blankets on the bed, six pillows. Never enough blankets. My dog under the blankets as well. She's like a little heater, man. I can't do that. I like it to be cold. I like it when it's really cold in the room, and then you climb under the blankets, and you're like, okay. That's nice, too. Because out here, I find that, like, in Santa Rosa, it was fine. Like, I was, like, cold. I would be dead quick. in Santa Rosa. It's too hot for me. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, the coldness at night. But, like, here, 
it's just like I can't handle the cold, but then like the moisture. Like when your room is so cold that like it just feels like moist, like the cold moisture. It's just it must be a humble. It's just a humble thing. I know it's a humble thing, but I don't know. I Good old humble. It takes forever. I don't like when it takes forever. I like, I like I'm trying to invest actually. I want to invest one of those like heaters that you put at the bottom of your bed and just like heats up. I've seen those. For you. They have one of those that's a air conditioner too. And it hooks up to a comforter and blows yeah. cool air everywhere. That's what I need. Yeah. I'm always so hot. I'm always so hot. I just run hot. Yeah. Case in point, I'm over here sweating. Yeah. Is it... Do you feel like male... Like, men, like, tend to get hotter than women? Like, I know that's kind of, like, a weird broad I was gonna thing say, to say. How do say, I answer that But, question? like, I feel like I've noticed, like, it's always men that are like, oh, I'm so hot. And then, like, girls are like, no, I'm cold. At least personal I wonder what that is. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Won't know. I was gonna say. I have to ask somebody who you know. You're not pull the that one that no. <laughs> Google it real quick. Google that shit for us. I don't know. You actually, do Google that. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. But I have. I feel like that's true though. Anecdotally, like, yeah. Like maybe, I've never heard a girl that's like, oh like, man, I'm like, just hot all the time. I don't know. It could be like a metabolism thing or like, I don't know. Well, that's why. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I was just gonna make something up. I have heard that's why men have their testicles are outside of their body is because their body temperature is hotter. Or not hotter, but they run hot. So you have to cool those extremities. And so that's why it's outside of your body. Yeah, you're frying all your little... Yeah. Things. The sun is actually really bad for that. <laughs> I heard a quote that was like, using the sun is like a nuke to your sperm. Okay. Men yeah. tend to have a greater muscle mass than women, which helps them to generate heat. Even at rest, your muscles produce around 25% of your body's normal temperature. So more muscle mass means a greater heat production. That's why I'm sweating yeah, all the time. It's I'm a just metabolism fucking jacked. Thing. It's a metabolism thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I feel like I have a just... very slow metabolism, so I'm just chilling. Like... <laughs> I do not. I have a really fast yeah. metabolism. Internal body temperature of 98.6. Yeah. There you go. That also explains why it's easier for men to lose weight as well. Yes, right, if you're burning it faster. Mm-hmm. See, women's bodies got to hold on to that. Naturally. We can't lose weight. We can't. Well, yeah, you guys, if you guys have kids, yeah, our bodies you have just... another life to feed. Exactly. We're burning calories like y'all. <laughs> We're going to be eating a lot it more than we rough. do. <laughs> it would be rough. Have you been thinking about I'm sweating over here, dude. I just got hella hot. I know. Hot. You are dripping within like... My uh, my temple come down here in a sec. Once I just... You know, my muscles are all... Yeah. I made the mistake of sitting in the sauna right before coming here. And so I feel like I was already primed. And then now I'm just like... I've got some more shit to sweat out. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about when you first came up. And I've struggled with this idea, too, of being back in Eureka. And yeah. I feel like all of us who went away and now are back... We're in that realm of what the fuck is happening. Where'd you go? I went to Oregon for a little bit. I went down to Sacramento, okay. the East Coast, and then oh wow, East ended Coast. Up here. Yeah, I'd love to East Coast. Came back here. Has That's that been so has that been hard? Just accepting, okay, I'm back in Eureka for right now. It doesn't have to be forever, but for right now. I think that's what's helped me is for right is making it known that it's for right now. Um, you know, I've left. It was I went to Santa Rosa right after high school. And came back and was here for a couple of years. And then I went back to Santa Rosa at the very end of 2020. And then I just moved back um, end of May, beginning of June of this year. Um, it definitely is um, 
hard transitioning. Uh, every time you leave, I feel like you're like, okay, I'm doing the thing. Like, I'm getting out. I'm like, I've I'm, escaped. I'm never coming back. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, here I am. And I think it just became a thing where, you know, things happen. Things happened. Um, you know, my sister, you know, she had gotten a job, you know, because she was going to school. Um, I was working full time. She was going to school. We were roommates. Sarai and I were roommates. Sarai, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, going to ask. Know, yeah. So Sarai and I were roommates. Um, she actually moved down to Santa Rosa for me so that I could stay there because my previous roommates, my best friends actually, you know, they were having a baby and, you know, just that we were kind of in that thing where, you know, do we sign a whole lease and like halfway through the lease, you're going to have a newborn or do I, you know, just dip out and go on my own way because I know it's no space. And just, you know, my animal and theirs. And it's just, it's a lot going on, you know. So My animal and theirs? No, they have two dogs. I oh, had I thought a you were dog. referencing the kid they were going <laughs> to I was like, okay. <laughs> no, love him. That's not, you know, he, he's a little monster sometimes, but he's great. Um, but yeah, I just figured, you know, it was a good time. Makes sense to just, you know, jump ship and just, you know, go your own way. So I did. And, you know, Soraya was willing to move out there. So it worked out. So we were there for over a year in our apartment. Um, but she got a job and then ended up not liking it. And then I knew that I couldn't support the rent with just my job because shit is expensive. It was so expensive. They had raised our rent like almost $200, $200 within like beginning of this year. And we were like, no, like we can't keep doing this. Like this is too much. So we just said, you know what, let's just go home. Like it's just a temporary thing, but you know, we'll figure it out. We'll do it. And you know, on to the next thing. But I guess coming home is just how I regroup myself. You know, mom's always welcoming us, welcoming to us coming home. She's never going to be like, you know, you guys can't stay here. You're grown. Get out. Like yeah. to her, like, I think because she grew up very kind of like without her parents really giving a shit what she does or where she's at at all times or even really caring about what she's doing in life or caring to support her through anything. Um, I think that's where she comes from a mentality of like, I'm never going to like do that to my kids yeah like she's never gonna toss us to the side she's never gonna like you know we've never been without or anything like that so that's one thing you know mom comes in clutch for sure (laughs) um but i still understand you know she she's even though she's not gonna tell us we can't be there you know i think she still enjoyed her space and i definitely want to just transition out into my own space as well so i think it's just hard being in that space you know because you live your life as a child in your parents house and then you go away and that act kind of signifies oh i'm i'm grown now i have to look out for me and then to come back it's almost as though those two worlds are clashing the world of you as a kid and the world of you Mm -hmm. as this adult this self-fulfilling person who can make your own decisions there's like a weird cap when you move back home. Exactly. Like, can I still do this? What are we, yeah. where are the lines here? Yeah. I'm just kind of realizing, you know, I felt so pressured. It's just, it's like that societal pressure is a feeling like, yo, you need to like graduate school. You go, you go to college or you go on to your next career or whatever you're going to choose to do. But then like you leave and then you get your own. And it's just, you know, when you're younger and you're like, oh, like 25, I'm going to like own my house and be married and like all this shit. And I'm like, CEO oh, shit. Of business. I'm like I just turned 24. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm still broke. <laughs> so uh, I think as far as like, you know, figuring out what you want to do career wise and constantly just I'm constantly just wondering like, oh, what's for me? You know, I go to school. I've gone to school so many times and just dropped out. 
I keep going back, but like I'm sure I'm gonna go back again. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out like what for, you know? Um What's going on there? Have you just not found where you like nothing kinda of reaches out to you? I just don't like school. Understandable. I just don't like it, you know? And I think at this point, yeah, you know, you gotta do general ed for a lot of things, but I'm starting to feel kinda of like a trades type of person. Some kind of like, you know, certain like you know specialty skills or something but i just don't see myself like i don't like i don't know like of a degree or anything that i'm just super hungry for right now you know and i also know that i don't have a lot of hands-on experience with a lot of things it's a lot of things that i have not done and i'm kind of at a point where i'm just like you know what um i've been trying to apply for you know medical field type jobs i'm thinking about maybe going to medical field i've constantly contemplated that over and over again but because i hate school so much i'm like well that doesn't really that's a lot of school doesn't go that's together does it rain so <laughs> um i think that i just need to get a job kind of in that in that field in that area even if it's just you know like something to do like with the medical office just to like see how the environment is how they operate what they're doing if there's something that interests me but i think that you know no matter what i want to do school is going to have to play a factor in it and why do you think that is is that just a societal pressure of you have to get a degree because it seems like you don't want to go to school but there's that tinge of i should i should probably go i should get a degree and i don't necessarily mean like for a degree even just for like even like a certification or something but it's gonna involve some kind of classes that are involved some kind of homework you know (laughs) but it's um at the same time i also you know it could be i think it is the pressures and i think it's just kind of like uh ingrained in me a little bit like not that i really like like i truly don't really like care if i get a degree or not but i think there's that slight little bit of me that like thinks if i get the degree you know somebody be proud or it's like that title i can say i did i did it you know and some of you know people just unfortunately like want to listen to you more or like you seem more valid to them when you have like that title of you know I have a piece of paper because I suffered for four to how many freaking years doing shit that I'm not going to do shit with. You know, I know so many people with the damn degree and they're not doing shit with it. Case in point, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you know, my sister, she's got hers. She's like, damn, I don't know. I think that's a lot of people. Uh, I think a lot of people. He's got actually my boyfriend and my sister have the same exact degree and they're both kind of just like, you know, he's managing tap rooms and she's just doing her little side hustles independent because she honestly i don't think likes having a boss and that's totally understandable because i don't either i think that's another thing for me is i like my time um so if i'm gonna be on a schedule constantly going somewhere reporting to somebody like i gotta really like what i'm doing you know and i'm just very indecisive I'm all over the place. Like, everything sounds so interesting to me, but then I just get so overwhelmed. I'm like, how do I start this? Where do I start? And it just becomes so overwhelming. It's almost like, it's like a me- it's like mental paralysis. Like, I don't know how to explain it, really. But that's the only way I can, like, explain Too it. Too many it's choices. So many things to do. And it's like, I, I just get so, like, mentally overstimulated with everything that I'm just like, I just need to sit down. Like I just not, need to take a breath. And not do anything. Like, my thoughts make me tired. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something else I struggle with that I'm trying to, you know, get past. But, you know, I'm just one one day at a time for me. That's been the biggest thing for me lately is just just move a little 
bit forward one day at a time because that's that's what's getting me through it right now listening to you say that i'm really starting to think it's just our generation is just wired that way I, i don't know if it's because we had the internet when we were still relatively young and so we saw the possibilities we saw what was out there and it was just too much. There's too many choices yeah. now. There's too many things to do. We want to do so much and there's not enough time. And we feel mm-hmm. the societal pressure of our parents from, you should do this. You should check these boxes. You should be this way when you reach this age. And we're over here still trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life? Because you see people that are fulfilling a purpose and doing something that they're really passionate mm-hmm. about. And you look at that and think, man, I just want to feel that way about something. Yep. Yeah. And how do you find that needle in a haystack? Yeah. It's exhausting. So exhausting. Uh, yeah. Especially when they're like, you know, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And I feel like there's a lot of, they put a lot of pressure on us. I think a lot of it is. that they never even like. Unconscious they even comprehend. They, yeah. yeah. They don't mean to because they just want, you know, everyone wants their kids to be great, you know. Well, yeah. Nobody wants their part. kid to be a loser. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, because they really care about their kid or it's their own selfish, you know, whatever. Um, to say your kid wasn't a piece of shit, but it's a lot. I'm like, do you guys just take a step back and like think about like, you know, could they do that? Like, are they, would they be willing to do that? What they ask of us? Like, do they, I feel like they just don't even like consider, you know, well, I a think lot of the they, work or what things are like for us these days. Like, it's not the same. They Well, they're from a different world. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> when they were born to when we were born is a different world. They didn't have cell phones in their so pocket 24-7. Yeah. They didn't have access to the internet all the time, yeah. every day. They didn't see everything like we see it. It's just a different world. It's a completely different world. And I think a lot of that pressure comes... They were kind of on the tail end of that technological revolution. Or at the beginning, you know. And that they had the pressure from their parents. And that's the way the world was. You did go get a degree and then you got the job. And then you got the white picket fence, and then you had the family. But look at us. Yeah. I mean, talk about when minimum wage and the rise of inflation and all these things and the student loan debt. And yeah. then you can't even get a job in the field that you want. Like you can't. Like, I'll just go back for my master's. Well, then I'll go back for my doctorate. And then you hope something happens. You hope that somebody gives a shit. Meanwhile, somebody's out here climbing power lines and shit for like a salary you would dream of you know and that's why i'm just kind of you know back to school why (laughs) yeah Uh, why yeah so that's the big thing for me a lot of a lot of stuff is just why you know am am i happy with this like am i okay with this am i settling like am i truly like all right with you know living the way i am now and i know i'm not but like it's more so just you know, are you okay with the pace that you're going at? Like, what is the right pace? Like, what is right for you? But it's like, only you can answer that. And, you know, I feel like I always find myself constantly, again, comparing myself to other people and, you know, what society thinks people should be doing at my age. And I just gotta remember that it's not the same for anybody. Like, it's so important. Like, it's so, like, cliche, really, but it's not because it's the truth. Like, it's so different for everybody and just it's so important i think to just show everybody a little bit of grace and just be a little like understanding that we're not all moving the same way um and you cannot expect that from anybody you can't expect anybody to understand what you're going through same way as you you know 
can't assume anything about what anybody's going through because you really don't know how the same thing is affecting different people because it's not it affects them differently you know um so that's a big thing that i've just been like two months ago you should have seen me like i was just a wreck like every day i'd wake up like i don't even want to get a bed like i just want to you know get high as hell and just like lay here because like there's no point like i don't want to see people like i don't want to risk seeing somebody them ask me what i'm doing with my life because it's just <laughs> gonna make me cry <laughs> and now i'm at a point where like you know what you know honestly i'm not doing shit other than just trying to make it and trying to be happy and you know i'm okay with that and i know this is not all that's in my future i know there's so much more that's going to be happening for me and you know if people look at me and they think oh she's not doing enough then i just say middle finger to them because i could give two shits what they think you know i'm just moving at my pace and that works for me so it's hard to come to that realization yeah and i can myself but yeah you know it's hard it's not easy you know easier said than done but you know i know that i'm i'm making that small progress and whether it's you know not big enough for others to see right now that's that's okay because i i see it and that's all that matters because i'm the only one that's going to keep me going I'm the only one that's going to get my shit done. So that's just where I've been trying to leave it. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, it's hard. Finding out what you want out of life and what you're passionate about is a hard thing to do. And I think that's the biggest thing is most people just settle. And then they're trying to pass on advice about how to be happy and how to find what you're passionate about. And... I mean, at least personally, sometimes I'll find myself in a conversation thinking, you, you're you not happy in your life. And you're trying to give advice on how to be happy or what yeah. to do. And it's, where, what do you do with that? Do I, I'm going to take your advice and go down this path knowing what's at the end of it? And that's not great. I mean, it's not a happy picture. Yeah, I know. And it's just propagated in that weird way of, yeah. we're just going to pass this idea down. Yeah. And you can do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, so it's important that I just, yeah, I'm like, what is happiness? I don't know. It's different for everybody. So if you're happy, you're happy. If you're not, then keep trying to do something till you find what it is. You know, sometimes it's not exactly a clear path. It's, well, it's not a clear path, you know? It'd be nice if it was. Yeah, it's not, it's not even, it's sometimes you're hitting reverse going backwards before you realize you got to, oh, you took, you're on the wrong path. Wrong road, turn around, you know? It's, it's one of those things where you just have to just find, you know, there's happiness in, I guess there's happiness in other, like every place and, you know, there's going to be good and bad moments. Um, happiness is a temporary feeling. You know, it comes and it goes. Um, same thing with everything, I feel like. Uh, happiness, you know, sadness, um, you know, success, you know, rock bottom. Like, you know, life's flux is a fluctuating thing, you know, and we feel a lot of things as people and a lot of things are overwhelming at times. But uh, the biggest thing is it's temporary, you know, um, nothing lasts forever, good or bad. So just being in the moment is really important. Um, Being able to accept, you know, if you're in a shitty place, understand that and, you know, understand that it's not going to be forever and, you know, an opportunity to learn things about yourself, what you don't like, um, you know, 
who you don't like, what kind of people, you know, obviously don't work for you in your life. And obviously just trying to surround, you got to surround yourself with people doing things that you're looking for in your life, you know? How important is that? So important. Just being surrounded by the right people. Yeah. I'm just learning that one, you know? So. That's a hard lesson. It is. Yeah. That's one I'm still trying to It's a very, very hard out. one. Especially because you're like, especially when you're such a, like, a loyal, loving person and, you know, you want your people with you there for the ride. It's like, it's typical. You want... You don't want to leave your people behind, but, like, you can't make them go with you. Some people don't want to go with you. they'll hold you back. And you'll, you'll start to realize there's people that don't want you to go ahead. Like, you know, they're, they become not your friend real quick because, you know, you're making moves that, you know, they can't see themselves doing or they envy you for that. And it's like, you say you can do this too, but they don't want to put in that work. They just, you know, they want somebody to be miserable with. And I'm like, well, what do you do with that? You got to gotta go because <laughs> it's it's so important to really have people that are gonna stand behind you or stand with you and like keep pushing you forward but those that are trying to hold you back really will do that and they don't want to see you succeed they don't want to see you be better than them and it's unfortunate but those people are everywhere even unintentionally people do those things you know i don't want to say these people are bad people and they have intentions of wanting to hurt you or tear you down but they also just don't know how to move forward right now. They're clearly not in the right headspace. So you have to, sometimes there's not really a bad reason. Like they're not a bad person, but they're just not for you. They're and just I, not going where you're that's going. That's a hard thing for people to understand because it's like, you know, yeah, they didn't do anything really wrong to you, but they're not doing anything to benefit you. But they're not feeding, you know, they're not pouring into you. Or they're not doing anything to help you grow. So yeah, it's just one of those things where you got to be able to just pick yourself. You got to put yourself first. And that's a huge thing that I struggle with. I'm a very about my people kind of person. And I uh, sometimes put those blinders up knowing damn well that I shouldn't be doing these things because it's not benefiting me. It's taking away from me, my energy, my time, you know, and yeah, it's just a constant, it's a struggle. It is really a struggle for me, but I'm... I'm like realizing. you said, you want to bring your friends with you. Yeah. That's what we all want. We all want, when you have friends and you're doing well, you want to lift them up with mm-hmm. you. And unfortunately, there are those people. And I don't think it's really intentional. I don't think they yeah. want to pull you back. Yeah. I just don't think they can see it. Yeah. And so you have a friend that's doing great. And that jealousy, for whatever reason, starts to build. Maybe, maybe like you said, they want to do what you're doing. Maybe they just don't think they could do anything. Mm-hmm. And so, well, if I'm suffering, why are you out here having a great time? Yeah. Why are you working this hard? Life sucks. Come down here. Let's have life yeah. suck together. Because then be we can be in our discomfort. Or comfort, yeah. Comfortable in our misery together. And, yeah. But, yeah. Growing. You hear it all the time. Growing is not a comfortable thing to do. It's just not. It shouldn't be. It's Yeah. Do you feel like you're grown up? Like, if you thought about what a grown up was when you were a kid, do you feel like you fit that mold? See, if I was, like, little, like, 12-year-old me looking at someone that's like, oh, like, I'm 24, like, somebody that would, like, watch you in the after-school program or something like that, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's an adult. But, like, I'm here now. <laughs> And I'm still the 12-year-old girl. I'm just in this 
big ass body that just grew and i'm just sitting here like what the hell even is like nobody like you just don't have your shit together like it's not you're always i don't even know here's the question though does anybody have their shit together no is it all just bullshit because it feels that way sometimes i think it's just a big competition of who can convince others the best that they do um i think growing is forever growing is an endless thing um you're constantly evolving um as humans it's in our nature that we never are satisfied there's never exactly enough for us um i think that is our downfall is that nothing is ever enough there's never enough money in the world you know there's never enough um compliments there's never enough you know anything that you can get from somebody that makes you feel good that's the one thing i feel like that humans just can't get enough of is what we feel benefits us and i just i just feel like um there's yeah there's just always gonna be there's always gonna be something there like as a human whether you're so rich or you feel like you know there's people that are content there's people that do you know practice gratitude and all those things which is very important because it helps you know ground you temporarily but even those people you know sometimes you know they're not enough for themselves you know what can i do to be better i need to be this i need to do this and i think that's just you know in our nature to this constantly need more you know so yeah no it doesn't i don't think anybody really has it all you know, even if we do, like, we have what we need. We have necessities. You know, we have what we need to, like, live. But the mind is crazy. And the mind's always telling us, you know, no more. Like, we need more. And personally, I like, that's just how I feel. Like, just talking with my friends, my sisters. Like, it's always just, like, you know, what else can we do? Like, I feel like I'm not. Like, the biggest thing that I hate, like, I feel stagnant in life. And, like, right now I feel, like... So, like, I feel like I'm at one of those points where I'm not, I'm not doing enough. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but what is, like, are you feel like you're not doing enough for you? Or are you feel like you're not doing enough because those around you think you're not doing enough? Or you're scared those around you think you're not doing enough? And then I'm like, and like, why do you care? Like, do you, like, do we really need to care about that? But we do. We but do we, care. We do care. And it's like, now I'm always like, but Why? Like, what, like, what is it that we care about exactly? And I think it's just what people, like, for me, um, I don't like, no, and I think it's, it's not just me, but for me, I feel like I can't stand people, like, thinking that I'm, like, a failure. Or, like, I find myself constantly comparing myself to my sisters. And, like, they were super academic. Like, super just on their shit. Like, my little sister, like, super high like 4.2 gpa like graduated high school like boom like she's in college loves it like so good on her classes she does so many like extracurricular things on top of like just doing her schoolwork and like works and it's always going out and doing all these like adventurous things and i'm just sitting here looking at her like damn like how the hell do you do this you know and uh, yeah i just feel like oh like i want to be like more like them and then I realized they're always telling me, yo, Rain, like, you know, you're so talented. Like, you do so many things. Like, you know so many things. Like, you really are so gifted. Like, you just don't even realize. Like, you don't even see it. And it's like, well, I guess not. Because, like, I really, you know, sometimes I don't. Like, I think they're crazy. But 
same time, like, I know there's a lot of great things about me. But at the same time, I don't know how to, like, accept that. Or I feel like, no. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm always trying to, like, humble myself. But, like, almost, like, to a fault. But, like, why? Like There's a point where a that point becomes where detrimental. Like, yeah, to a point where I'm so, like, I'm so mean to myself. And, like, the voice in my head... God, that bitch is gnarly. <laughs> like puts up a good fight. Yeah, like it's she's now. So... Why do you? What do you think that is? Because again, it sounds like I've only ever heard these sentiments from people in our generation, and I don't know if the people above us just don't talk about it like we do, yeah. or never really experienced it. It's a huge thing. I think that we're more open about it. Um, but for me, I feel like that maybe if. Like, it's almost like maybe it's easier to just say, no, like, you're not good at it than to try and fail. Try. And that, that's the thing for me is I hate, like, you doing, like, like you know, I like doing art and, like, you know, artwork, all this kind of stuff, like, little crafts and things. And my sister's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, why don't you, like, do this? Or you could do something with this. But I'm like, no, like, it's not good enough. It's not, it's not ready, you know? Like, no, I don't want to share this one. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, nothing's going to be perfect on the first try. Like, you're first, I'm like, you're just learning this. Like, you're just trying to do this. You're just getting out here and, you know, you're trying to, like, do something. You're not going to be great at it the first time. Shit, not even the second, third, not even the 20th time. Like, you're not, you're just not going to be great, you know? And it's one of those things where you just, I have to learn to be comfortable with not being great. And I'm just, I just don't know how to do that. I'm trying. But I'm just always just, I always get myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this today. And I'm just like, no, no. And I just talk myself out of everything. Like, I could have been doing, like, if I would have just started something like six months ago. Like, I've there's things I've been thinking about doing like six months ago, a year ago. And I'm like, if you would have just started, you could have been like a whole year's progress, like that much more improved. But no, because you, you sit there and talk yourself out of doing something. And for why? Over someone's opinion that doesn't even exist? It doesn't even care if they did. Even yeah. if you value your parents' opinion and you're yeah. worried you're going to upset them. It's your life. Exactly. Do you really want to live that trying to yeah. please? And I'm always thinking, I'm like, all these people, I'm like, I literally could just, like, we should, like, yeah, we could die any moment, right? It's like, and what? I didn't give a shit about what I was doing, like, on my own. Like, nobody cares how I was spending my free time. At the end of the day... Like, they're just going to be like, oh, damn, like, she's dead. And I'm like, like, I might as well do something that I want to do. I might as well do something that made me feel good. And, yeah, others may not like it, but as many people as there are that don't agree with what I'm doing, there's that many who do, you know? And, you know, whether I do this, you know, if I do something, you know, one thing and then do another thing, like, on both sides of whatever you decide to do, there's people, there's there's always going to be an opinion against what you're doing. No matter what you're doing, somebody's not going to like it. Somebody's not going to agree with it. And I'm just trying to really, like, come to terms with that and just be like, it doesn't matter. Like, what if, like, if if opinions didn't exist or if pressures didn't exist and none of that was even, like, a factor in anything, what would I do? What would I be doing? But it's so hard to just, like, imagine that that shit doesn't exist. Do you have an answer for that? Like, is there something that comes to mind? If you thought about you, anything you could do right now, 
your ideal life, what would you be doing? It's a loaded question. So loaded. Um, no, I'd probably just be painting and making ceramics in my own little studio while making holistic medicine and getting stoned and gardening all the time. And I would just be living that little happy life. And, you know, if I, you know, make money off of, you know, doing some things that I like here and there, cool. Um, but obviously, like, and I have, like, I, you know, I would work a job. I don't know what that job would be, you know, because, you know, money's important. Fortunately, you need it in this in this day and age so um yeah i you know i really don't know what it is but i feel like i spend so much time not even i'm so worried about what i should be doing about what society wants me to do that i i don't even give enough time to really think about what it is that i fully want to like do i haven't even had time to really fully find out what makes me happy but i also don't give myself time to just do things because of like you know again the pressures of people wondering like oh like why are you doing that like you should be doing this you know you should be willing to work like you should be having a job like you should be you know all this shit and it's like I'm just so I spend so much time thinking about how do I you know do these things that I should be doing that I don't even give myself time to just pick up an activity you know and actually a hobby, do something and just yeah I just don't give my time to I don't I spend too much time thinking and not doing that's what I do. I think too much and I don't do enough. And it, it drives me nuts. But I just, it's just a cycle that I get stuck in. And I'm just really trying to break that. And right now I know that the place I'm in now is just like, I don't have like really like a set area. I don't even have a place to think. I don't have anything. So I'm just trying to get that, I'm going to get that dealt with, you know? So it's just, again, like that one step at a time. Um, Right now, yeah, the biggest thing that I've been dealing with is trying to um, work on, like, de-stimulating. I don't know if that's a, a thing, a word. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to de-stimulate, like, my mind because I get, I'm just so overwhelmed. So I'm trying to just kind of, like, like, clear it out, you know, clear my mental, just get in a place where I feel like, okay, you know what? Acceptance, you know, we are where we are, and it's fine. You know, where we are right now, it's okay. It's not, you know, we're not necessarily where we want to be, but definitely, you know, far from rock bottom. And I'm just kind of coasting up, I feel like. I'm just kind of just trying to progress on a way that I feel is right for me. Um, do I really know what that is? No. Um, do I sometimes wake up and pretend that I'm just good? Yeah. But... You know, it's better, you know, even if I just get in the habit of just going, even when I don't want to, you know, it, it does get a little easier. It does, you know, eventually become habit. And that's the biggest thing is just the hardest thing is creating habits. It's, it's pretty hard, as easy as it is to create them. It's I feel like it's just so much easier to create those bad ones. But good habits, that's what I'm into. I'm into just trying to make good habits right now. And that's what, that's the thing I'm on right now. It's just good habits, get up, get up early, even just starting my day early, you know. That's a, that's a huge bump to your day. Yeah. If you can just wake up early. Just waking up early makes you feel like, you know what? Damn, I got all day today. Like, I'm just, let me do stuff, you know. So, 
that's just what I'm trying to, that's the stuff I'm on right now. Just trying to get up, do stuff, even like one thing different, trying to get myself even to just do something out of the ordinary, um, things I don't do a lot. Like I struggle with going places by myself. A lot of people do. Yeah. Be alone in a public space. Yeah, it's so awkward, but it's not. I went to the movies one time by myself, and it was weird. It was weird until the movie started, and then you can kind of zone out, and you're, like, in the movie. But showing up to a movie by yourself is weird. And there are people that eat, go out to eat by themselves, just sit at a table, completely content, like a psychopath, just eat dinner by yourself. Yeah, and it's funny, because I can't remember what I was, but I think I watched, like, a video or something, and these people are like, oh my god, like that person's eating by themselves. Like I want to go sit with them, and like they got up and they like went and sat down. They're like, oh my god, like hi, like I just saw you sitting here by yourself. You know, I just thought I'd sit with you. You know, I never want to see anybody. You know, alone. This person's like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> like, I don't want any company. They're like, I'm fine. I actually, just wanted to have a meal by myself. So <laughs> and I was like, wow, like that just goes to show, like people really just struggle, like like just so like they just depend on like people's company or like they don't and it's honestly it's to escape themselves codependency is real it is so real oh gosh it is so real how many people are codependent that'll fuck your life up almost more than being surrounded by bad friends is being in a codependent relationship you're almost so desperate to where like even those people that you should not be around are okay to be around because at least it's just somebody around you have some company. Yeah. You're not alone. You don't have to think about your bullshit or what you're doing wrong. You can just That's be absolved yeah, in this friends, person. Especially in relationships. Like, relationships are the killer. I was so bad. Like, my first like relationships, I was just so, like, anxious. Like, I need to be with them. Like, I need to be Constantly, around them. 24-7. Whether, and I started to realize, like, you know, some, like, some of them, it was because, like, you know, definitely did not trust them. Rightfully. <laughs> so bad i should have left um but it's also just depend on like you know i just like felt like missing out like also just feel like you're missing out and that's another thing too like i spend too much time like scrolling you know on your phone because like god forbid you like miss something like on the outside world but then i'm like all this is bullshit anyways you know? you're not even experiencing like, it i'm like you're yeah just seeing it. i'm like i'm just seeing it i'm like living vicariously through these people that i don't even fucking know <laughs> like wow like their life looks so good but then like some of these people i do know you know like, this is and they're front. posting the same life. thing and i'm like well damn like if this is them and these people like you know that could be so many people like you know you really don't you know they're almost sharing what they want people to see of course well there are those people that are crying on well, instagram then, and, but then and that's like, a lot but those are those people also that want to see you know the attention attention yeah so I die a little in t- inside every yeah. time I scroll past one of those. And they're crying. They're I like, can't scroll. Only, only my friends really know what's wrong. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm unfriending you. I can't have that. I was like, in I my can't life. scroll past the shit fast yeah. enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Last thing I want to do is cry in front of the whole world. <laughs> People have gotten weirdly yeah. comfortable with just putting, and here I am saying that, doing a podcast, right? I'm full of shit, but yeah. just putting whatever <laughs> out on. If you see me crying on the podcast, there's Mine, a problem. Yeah. yeah. It's time for me to stop. Yeah. I think I'm done. I think, I think I'm done. Cut that one out. Yeah. But that's, it's just, I think people want to feel connected and any way they can get that connection or any way they can get that validation of, oh, oh, people care about me. I'm not alone. It all ties back into that. Just not wanting to be alone. 
And you got to be careful because then there's those people that act like they care because it look makes them look good. So I'm like, you know, you really never know. At the end of the day, I just kind of, it's kind of cold, but you just got to live the, I just live the world. Like nobody gives a shit about my problems. Not that like they don't sympathize with me or anything, but at the end of the day, like it's going to be like, oh, like it'll be okay. But they're moving the F on with their life because they got their own issues. And I totally understand because I know I got a shit ton of my own. You know, so I can only imagine, like, and I've always been that person, you know, I got to make sure, you know, everyone's okay. I got to be there for everybody. But I also became, like, um, toxic for myself because I don't talk about my feelings. Like, I'm the worst person. Like, I, it takes me a long time to really just open up and finally be like, okay, look, this is what's wrong. Because I'll just hold it in. But I'm also the type of person where I'll hold it in, but you'll clearly know something's wrong with me because my body language and everything is telling you something very different. So, (laughs) you know, it's just one of those things where uh, I've just realized, you know, you gotta, it's okay to communicate. It's okay to, you know, express, you know, how you're feeling. Um, But it's also important to understand that, again, those are just temporary feelings, you know, emotion. It's all, it's all temporary. It's not forever. Um. If you need to cry, you need a moment of pity for yourself, take it, but then, you know, move on, you know, pick yourself up and because you're not going to get better unless you obviously address what's wrong with you. You know what's wrong with you, you know, you spoke on it, now what to do to fix it. And that's, you know, a really big thing. It seems so like simple, like anybody would understand that, but like so many people just don't understand that. And especially adults especially like our parents, you know, like, cause they were taught like, Oh, you're like, what, what are feelings? Just like, move, like move the F on. Like, it's okay yeah, to address it. Down. Like, no, like address that shit, you know, like, like obviously something's wrong. Like, you know, it doesn't, just cause you said it's fine does not mean it's fine. You know, like if something's fine, like, yeah, like talk about it. It's okay to address you have feelings. It's okay to like, you know, you know, cry. It's okay to do those things. Just, you know, don't let it consume you, obviously. And the best way to, like, not let it eat at you is to release it. And it's a big thing for me. It's like, you know, I release a lot. I do cry a lot. But you know what? I'm also, I laugh a lot. And I just, it's because I just express my emotion. Whatever I'm feeling, I just let it be. I just let it happen. And as far as, like, talking to those around me about what's going on with me, um, I've just, yeah, I've become a little... I started to become like more you know, like okay with like you know like yeah I'm not fine but like I am fine you know right now yeah things you know aren't as great as they could be but you know it's not the end of the world you know I'm just a human we're all just humans so feelings come and go and problems come and go and acting like they don't exist isn't good but also acting like they're everything and you know that's the most important yeah, thing is how just, you feel 24-7. Yeah. And so it's like, it's finding that balance. That's what life is. Life is just chasing balance in everything for me. And yeah, it's just like a, like a teeter, it's, it's, it's like a teeter-tottering scale of, I'm going to jump off a fucking bridge to like, I'm on cloud nine, you know? How and, relatable is that? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just one of those. Yeah. You know, life is grand though. It can be. Like Life can be a beautiful thing if you let it. Yeah. You know, even just, I try, even when I'm sitting there sad or like, I'm like, what the hell's wrong today? Like, this is crazy. At the same time, like, you know what? Like, you're sitting here 
in this place like i don't even know like like what even is this like we could really get weird you know saying like what is earth what is all this shit happening oh we're going in like what is like where are we you know what is happening are we the only things out here are we that full of ourselves or you're like are we are we really it but there's no way in hell we're, we're just it you know so it's just like you know live life as best as you can like it's just so much pressure to so much pressure to be like oh you need to be doing this there's no that's that like that shit needs to go out the window like they're obviously like yeah there's things you shouldn't be doing like violence and killing people and all that shit like that we can definitely be without that you i know think that's safe to say like that stuff like yeah let's not be doing that people but other than that like you know whatever like what like who who told us that we were supposed to be doing something like a certain way like who makes the rules I want to know who the head fucking honcho is of planet Earth and human beings that are telling us, like, this is what needs to be, and that's, or you're doing it wrong. Like, how is somebody going to tell me I'm doing my life wrong? Only I can tell me that. Only I can feel that. So, again, back to, like, people's opinions and shit. Why am I even letting people's opinions that I don't even exactly know exist yet, like, control what I'm going to do or the decisions I'm going to make in my life? So that's just, yeah, it's one of my kind of, what the hell? Like, why are you even sitting here stressing about things in your life not being done a certain way? Um, if it's not, like, if I'm okay with what I'm doing right now, why, what else matters? Like, and yet even saying that, you're probably yeah. still going to stress yeah. out about it. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Stressing about, like, people wondering, like, is she serious right now? Like, this is one of those things where, you know, it, it's a constant it's just a constant cycle that you're just, you know, if you let it, you know, consume you, you're going to be consumed by it. And it's just trying to like check yourself. It's just constantly being self-aware. Like you have to just know how do I feel? Like, how am I doing? You know, how am I doing, you know, as far as what's acceptable for me? And as much as like that's all that really matters it's just it's even harder remembering to just like that's all that matters it's hard to like tell yourself that's all we need to worry about when reality is like no like there's a shit ton more you need to be worried about when reality it's like all it's all in my head it's all it's all our minds telling us these things and um yeah it's kind of just like a mind fuck every day just wondering about all these things Oh, you're awesome, Andy. Gracias, man. So, yeah. I just, yeah. I find myself, this is my head all day. Well, I, I think, talk. I, I, <laughs> I just don't know, because what you're saying, I find extremely relatable. Spot on. Especially the part about the idea that nobody's coming to save you. That you have to be your own savior. You better figure it out and, you know, pull mm-hmm. yourself up. Because nobody's going to come along to do that for you. Mm-hmm. I, that's like an embodiment of my day-to-day life is just looking at myself like pull get your shit together get figure it out like nobody cares yeah it's a hard day yeah work sucks yeah you're gonna do this yeah you're gonna do that do it because nobody's coming you can talk about it all you want but if you don't actually take those steps you're gonna be here in 20 years that's my biggest fear it's just being in the same spot in 20 years yeah and i don't necessarily mean work-wise or or you know your physical place in life but just the idea of not not doing what you are passionate about like you're gonna be doing the same thing that you hate 
20 years from now, living that same life, having those same regrets, carrying that same baggage because you didn't try, because you guessed that you'd fail, so you never started? What? You sat there for 20 years saying, what if somebody isn't like it? And you're not getting those 20 like, years back. What the hell? Like, that that yeah. time is gone. It's You're putting money into a bank account you don't have access to. You're not... Yep. None of that's going to pay off. Yep. It's a weird time to be our age. Because you can see everything. You can see people partying on yachts. People, you know, driving around in Bentleys just having a ball. And then you see homeless people that are struggling and don't have it figured out. And we're somewhere in the middle of all that. Mm -hmm. And not feeling like we're enough in that spot. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm on the brink of like one decision could make me that. Could end your life. Driving the Bentley or Yeah, you're going to be shooting heroin. I'm like, (laughs) fuck. Like, you know, God forbid. But (laughs) But yeah, you know, it's. And the funny part is, is it's not that drastic. It's usually not just one decision that fucks up your life. It's a serious, but we feel like it is one. Should I, should I take this leap? Should I try to make my art and sell that and go down that path? But what if I fail and then I'm homeless and then where's the heroin? Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. I think to be fair, I think a lot of it, at least speaking for myself is self-imposed. I'm, I'm living at home with my parents and they're always like, why are you stressing out? Why are you, you're okay. You're not going to be homeless. You're not, you're going to have food. You have a place to stay. You have a roof over your head. Why are you so stressed out all the time? And I'm like, this is just my life. You're like, I'm, just I'm not more about homeless. I'm about being here forever yeah. with you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're like, That's I love it, you, man. but. Uh... I, gotta get my, I think, again, speaking for myself. It's having your own space is huge. And it's hard to do that when you feel like Man, you're in your parents' I, house. Even struggling, just knowing. So like, like Sarai and I, our rent for our apartment was uh, 2263 a month. Two bedroom, one bath? Two bedroom, two bath. Okay. Yeah. We had split. We each you guys had that each have your own bathroom? Yeah. It was like split perfectly. Like her room, bathroom, my room, bathroom, kitchen, living room, like in the middle. But man, that's like, you know. That's a lot to pay per month. Not including utilities, you know. Then we got internet. not including food. Not food. Luckily, I worked from home, so I wasn't driving around a lot. But you know, I was eating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, you know, it was, but it was so nice. Just we had our own spot. I had my room, you know. And like the biggest thing for me is my room. It's the fact that I don't even have like a kitchen to be using because you know my mom's a baker and the kitchen is always occupied and I don't have like I love to cook. So, having my kitchen back and having somewhere I can just, you know, throw down and just make bomb food and just be in my element, like, that's what I'm so looking forward to. And it's, you know, I feel it coming. Like, it's coming all, it's all going to come back. And, yeah, it may not be, like, my ideal, like, my own space. Like, I'll still, you know, be in someone else's house. But I'll have my room and I'll have a kitchen and I'll have places to think. I'll have places to, you know, recoup and, you know go and go out into the world more prepared and feeling like you know i can i just feel ready to face the world honestly you know and it's almost like you're hiding being at home yeah like you know you should be out there doing something but you're not you're kind of held back yeah it's hard in my mom's house like no internet and i don't get phone service over there so while everyone's like everyone's got u.s cellular at the house right i don't have u.s cellular 
because you know Westlake doesn't exist outside of Humboldt County. I swear. So <laughs> even in Humboldt, the yeah, services. yeah, but like everywhere else, the other phone services don't get get signal. They do. So my mom's house is one of those places, and uh, so yeah, about you know since the beginning of this year, pretty much. Anytime I'm at the house, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I can't even like you know apply to jobs online or do anything because there's no internet for me to use and you're really like, isolated yeah so i'm like i'm sitting at home I'm like okay um i've acquired about 20 house plants since coming home <laughs> there's really nothing else for me to do <laughs> except play in dirt <laughs> and read here and there <laughs> so uh that's yeah i've gotten a lot of house plants which I realized it was just another form of retail therapy for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of things that I've, like, I did pick that up, you know, but I, and I do, I've been wanting to get into gardening. I've been reading, like, books about gardening and, like, homesteading. Like, I really want, like, a homestead. Like, my ideal thing, I keep going through my life. If I could really tell you what my life could be and I'd be very happy with, just being an artist, stay-at-home mom, gardener lady, who heals her family with medicine that she made because i'm just you know i think plants and you know plants and food are medicine like all that like that's that's what the body needs that's what originally talk to me about this holistic medicine because that seems to be like it's an important thing to you did that come from the weed honestly no okay no it just came from you know i really like just drinking teas and just like vitamins and you know supplements and me trying to be natural and just knowing how like all the extra preservatives things pumped into our foods and and then thinking about big pharma and like and like that became like a huge thing like during the pandemic hitting like how much money really they were just wanting to like billions oh god just just like knowing i'm like i'm like nobody I'm like, it doesn't make sense that, you know, big farmers making all this money. They get their money from sick people. And it's like, do you really think America wants people to be healed and perfectly healthy? Hell fucking no. You know? Well, and you, you really think that big pharma cares? No. We went from everyone no. accepting back when the opiate Medicine epidemic. pays them. We, they knew with the opiates, that. they knew that they were addictive. And they knew that people's lives were going to be ruined. Mm-hmm. And they said, it'll be good for the bottom line. We sh- we're going to move ahead with this. And then suddenly people started thinking that these people were virtuous and these companies were incredible and amazing things and would never do anything wrong. No. What? I don't Did trust Everyone anything. started smoking some crack in between... You know, 2019 and 2020, like, what what happened here? Where did, What train did we get on? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just thinking, I was like, I don't want to be relying on, uh, like, I was like, if I, like, we can, pre- like, we can prevent, like, they're, they, like, our food here is killing us. Do you know what, about the plastic in your food? Oh, there's too much, I don't know, I don't know the numbers or anything, I think it's but it's so. Some, something like, like the average American eats a credit card size piece of microplastic. A week, so a credit card. A credit of card's plastic. worth of microplastic. Yep, a week. A week. That's insane. How crazy is that? I'm about to just become my filter feeder. I just drink off water. That's about it. Like that's how I feel because. Well, we're definitely the idea that we're not just completely decimating the environment and our food system is yeah, laughable. It's like, like between like 
obesity and then cancer and the way Alzheimer's has really taken off over the years. I just feel like... Well, even obesity, you can't even talk about that anymore. Are you fat shaming, Rain? Is that where we're about to go in this conversation? No, I'm not. But that's what happens. As soon as you bring up... And but it's I'm, not even... I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to fashion somebody, but I'm going to shame their cardiovascular system. All right? Because, like, when... <laughs> it's just... It's hard. It's hard seeing, like, you know... Like, you feel like you look good. Hey, do you. But I'm going to tell you what don't look good. Your organs. And that's just a fact. Well, it's not the fact... You shouldn't shame people. I no. guess that's what everybody says. Yeah, no, no. But... The idea we're going to promote this as a healthy lifestyle that... No, there's no way to promote. There's no way to promote it as a healthy lifestyle. It's not healthy. But I'm also not going to treat anybody less or disrespect them because, you know, they're choosing to live a life that they're okay with. You know? It's just finding... It's it's that understanding of, like, you know, people can try to get really nitpicky, like, oh, you're saying this, you're doing that. Like, that's so wrong. That's rude. And I'm like, either that's your insecurity showing. Because at the end of the day, I didn't say anything to you directly to be like, I could give two shits less about what you look like. I really could. But for me, it's about if I know you could be like, yeah, okay, the healthiest person in the world could get smacked by a freaking semi-truck at any moment. But that's such, like, a small chance that, like, you know, that's here nor there. Whereas if, like... It's guaranteed that at some point, at a certain size, and like you know, when, when you're they start that, calling when you're the that unhealthy, in. when you're that unhealthy, like okay, here's the thing. Okay, how about this? When you're so damn big, you can't walk on your own two fucking feet. When you can't get out of bed, that's, that's a problem. That's cause, that's cause for some concern. That's a they problem. Have, those show- have you seen those shows? My God, my six hundred pound life. Like, bro, I'm and sorry. And they're craning people out of their homes because they can't carry them out they can't get them out of bed i'm like you can't even take a shower i'm like when you have to take sponge bath this rest sponge baths the rest of your life like that's like no what do you think causes that i think it's mental health i think it's i think it's the biggest thing mental health it's 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 gotta be a mental health thing i mean a lot of people a lot of these people say like oh like i love my body blah 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 but at the end of the day i feel like if you walked up to most of these people I'm not saying all, but I feel like majority of them, if you walked up to them and you said, with a snap of my fingers, I can make you healthy and thin or like fit, it they're going to take it. Everybody's taking that. Fuck yeah. There's just no way that they're not. Like there's no way like you're content not being able to breathe after you took 10 steps. I'm sorry, but there's no. And, like, people can get mad. And I'm sure there's going to be people, if they were to listen to me say this right now, be upset because they feel a certain type of way. Or, like, nobody wants to hear, like, somebody doesn't like something about them. But it's not even that. Like, I can't, like, I don't even know these people. Like, you know, people don't know you. It's just a, it's a matter of fact. And it's, and it's your health. And it's, it, the, the fact is the human body isn't meant to carry that much excess fat. Okay? You don't need that much. Like, that's stored energy like resources that you're not using in your body suffering now and the strain that it's putting on your body the strain that's when i realized i know you're hurting like i know they're hurting it can't feel good if you're 600 pounds the weight of that on your joints especially on your knees there's people that literally you know that big they you know they take a couple steps and they step weird and break their damn leg because it can't because they can't support themselves physically like when your own body cannot support itself that, that's a problem. That is a problem. 
What I've never understood is how you how you get to that point. I understand putting on a little weight. Yeah, That's not and hard. I, I, like, I fluctuate. Like, I've, I've probably gained like 15 pounds since the end of last year. Listen, I can kill a whole family-sized pizza by myself. I know how to get down. Like, it's not... You know, it's I not, eat... Food is good. Yeah. And then there's times where you eat food you, and it's like, it's good, but like, it's, it's very, it's a temporary feeling. Like growing up, I struggled and I still struggle. I struggle with binge eating. Um, compared to my sisters, I was the, I was the very much bigger one. You know, they were pretty skinny growing up. Always have been. And me, like, you've known me in my younger years, you know, I was, you know, I was bigger and, uh, it's like a. I used to fear like like I would eat in like large amounts. Like I wouldn't eat in front of people, and then in privacy, I would I would just eat large amounts because like I was like you know like I want to eat now, I want to enjoy what I want to eat because I feel like I can't have it. And when nobody's looking, it's like fair game. Like 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 anything eat as much as you anything want. in my path like was it was going in my mouth, you know. So I was like it was it was bad. But then you know after I sat there and it's like ah oh, you just feel like shit. Hold on to that thought. I want to talk about that because that's a big thing. And I don't know if it's predominantly amongst women that feel that way, but I've heard that sentiment of oh, just not being able to eat in public or eating small portions oh, or just getting the salad and then diving in when you're alone. But what did you, what did you pull up here, Andy? What do we have? See, look at that. And not, not making fun of this guy, but that no. we're watching Stephen John Asante falls off golf cart. Oh shit, Andy, what are you doing? So we're watching him. He's on the back of this golf cart and he's down. And he's down. It's. It's like, how do you address that, though? Because people get very sensitive about weight. And again, if you're just like 10, 15 pounds overweight, 20 pounds overweight, it's not the end of the world. But don't you want to be able to move your body and to just, just get around? Like, be able, if, yeah, no. if something happened and you needed to run a mile, don't you want to be able to run a mile? Or Yeah, and the thing is, is like I think about that all the time for me. It's like, it's not even about looks. It's just, it really is for me, it's it's health. It's, I'm like, especially as a woman, I was like, if someone were to attack me or something, like, am I strong enough to defend myself? You know, am I fast enough to outrun them? You know, would I be able to, it's, and it's also just like the factor of like, you know, like, I hear it all the time, and, like, God, I'm the worst, because I, I I don't work out like I should, and I should, but, you know, I try my best, you know, eat, you know, generally, like, a pretty set, you know, you know, standard diet, you know, you know, not too much of anything, you know, I'm all about moderation, like, I'm trying to eat for, like, my lifestyle, I'm not trying to, you know, hop on the latest trend, because it's just not... Just it's, chicken and rice it's not six ideal times for a day. Me. Like, I'm just not going to do that, you know? It's just, listen, it's like, use it, it's like, use it or lose it type thing, like, when you just, you know... Things deteriorate when they sit, you know? Yeah, like, think of steel. Like, that shit, sturdy, strong, but, like, you know, it's sitting there not being used, not moving, you know, it's going to start rusting and oxidizing and crumbling away to nothing. And that's really anything. Like, you don't use it, it's, you know, it's going to disappear. It's going to deteriorate. It's going to, you know, just not work. And 
that's the human body. Like, if you're not going to move it. Kiss it goodbye. Yeah. You know? So, it's. That scares the hell out of me. Because it's so easy. Food is so good. And it's it's made that way. It's made so that you want more. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to just eat donuts and pizza and it's pasta. Also con- it's also convenience. Because there's a lot of healthy, you know, if you're willing to put in the work, there's a lot of, you know, yeah, it's not the healthiest, but you can still have a donut and it, you know, not be the be end of the better, world. It could be a better donut. You can make a healthier donut, but it's still a donut. It's still going to have sugar. It's still going to have carbs. It's just about control. It's about understanding that like food is good, but like it's going to be there. And that's why I also feel like uh, growing up, like as a child, it's so important how you let kids see food it's really important the image that you that you put in their mind about like what they can have and what they couldn't have like i think those parents that tell kids oh we don't eat sugar we don't eat this we don't eat that i've known plenty of kids that have fallen victim as an older age of you know becoming healthy or addicted to like sugar really bad because it's something they couldn't have when they were young or like they're so you know they're like oh i'm an adult now i don't need to like eat what my parents told me i need to eat and they just develop this like crazy like unhealthy addiction to like these awful foods because they were never able to have them and they're trying to rebel and do what they want because oh it's so good and they can't believe their parents would never let them eat this and now it's like yeah like i understand why your parents didn't want you to eat it but like that fear of like you know also like parents saying you know i don't want you to be fat that's how you get bulimics you can't have this because you're it's fat. crazy and for me, that's how I became. That's how I became a binge eater. Yeah. So talk to me about your relationship with food when you were a kid. Like when I was younger, I was. So my sisters and I, you know, we all like you know, we have different dads, you know. So, off the bat, like genetically, like we're all you know, pretty different, like our builds, how we look, you know, and Soraya, Soraya was always super skinny, high metabolism, just scrawny little thing, and me, I was just you know. I wasn't a fat baby or anything, but as I got older, I got bigger because I held on to things. I had a slower metabolism. I was naturally way bigger than her, you know? And, you know, the thing is, is like, we didn't eat any different. Sarai and I, we, you know, we always ate the same snacks, you know, we'd always eat the same everything, but she was just skinny and I wasn't, you know? And it became one of those things where, you know, my dad, he would... You know, he, when he was younger, I guess he was like a hefty kid, but like in his adulthood, my dad was like, became a bodybuilder and like super like hardcore gym rat, like weightlifting, like crazy. Like he was a fit man and he would do things like call me out or pull me to the side and say like, oh, you can't have that. Like in front of like other kids and like in front of other people. Like when my sister, I remember one time he came and visited us. I was in sixth grade and it was Soraya was her orientation for Zane Middle School. And they do like, oh, you know, after, you know, your little walk through orientation, you know, we have ice cream in the cafeteria for everybody. And like, I just instinctually knew in my head, I was like, no, like, I don't want to eat that ice cream anyways, because dad's here. But before I could even like make that decision for my own, he looks at me, pulled me over. He says, you, you don't need any. Just like that, you know? And in my mind, I'm like, like, I knew that, like, you made that very clear. Like, I instinctually already knew to, like, understand that. 
but your need to like continuously call me out. And I just looked at my mom and she didn't say anything. And so it was to a point where I just started in private crying to my mom. And I said, mom, like, why do you let him say that to me? Like, it's embarrassing and it hurts my feelings and that's unkind. But she like, you know, I was a, like, I was a bigger kid and she understood that. But for her, it was, he, you know, he said it for her and it was just, you know, she would just comfort me in privacy, but like, wouldn't call him out on it type thing. And he just, and that's just like many stories. That's just like one story of many occasions that he did that to me, you know? And I understand now why he did it. Yeah, um, but that's not the way to do that. But that's not the way. That's not that's even not close. the way to do it. I mean, not only does that fuck up your relationship with food, but you just have this ingrained idea mm-hmm. of it's important how other people perceive you. Yeah. And not only that, it's like now I'm sitting here like the age of 11, you know, and before that 10, you know, nine years old thinking, you know, I'm obviously bigger, you know, I'm like, I'm fat. Right. And, you know, here's this adult grown man telling me that I'm fat. And like, as a child, like now I don't get to just have everyday child worries. Now at this young of age, I'm concerned about how my body looks to other people. And um, it was very hard. It's still very hard. And even just being a woman, like, I'm already susceptible to... And, like, don't get me wrong. I'm totally aware, like, men have, like, you know, like, body, you know, insecurities and, you know, a standard, oh, like, they feel like they need to be fit or ripped and stuff. But at the same time, it's not... I just... It's still not quite as aggressive in society as it is for women. Because there's plenty of, like, you know bigger guys and it's like whatever because it's like you know you have a title or you have some money or like you just you know I feel like it just doesn't like it just doesn't matter as much whereas women you know like we're looked at for you know like literally like the biggest thing for women is their appearance it's how attractive are we to society you know how sexually appealing are we and to have to feel like so aware of that at the age of like nine it's like it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. And then to feel like, okay, like I can't eat these things or like, what am I supposed to eat? And it's just little things too. Like growing up, like, you know, oh, like I went to the doctor and then he was like, oh, you know, you know you're a little heavy, you know, we can you know, just switch up your diet. But it's like one of those things where instead of like the whole family, like switching like their lifestyle, the way they eat, it's like, oh, they would just switch out how rain eats. And they continue continue to eat however they wanted to eat in front of me or around me. And I'm like, how do you think that's going to work out? How do you think that's going to go telling me I have to eat, like, a bowl of fucking spinach and vinaigrette while y'all eating Top Ramen? You know what I'm saying? Like, and they expect me to not want to get a snack in after hours when nobody's around. You know? It's just one of those things, like, you're just, you're. it's still accessible. You're just kind of like, it's just, it was just taunting and it was hard. And it was just, uh, like, I just felt. I just didn't like myself, you know? I was like, yeah, okay, like, I, I'm funny, cool. Like, I'm, you know, everybody likes to talk to me, you know. They call me an old soul growing up, or, you know, I was, you know, always wanted to hang out with the adults, and I was just, you know, everybody just, you know, I was lovable, I was likable, but I wasn't attractive 
and that shouldn't but at the same time it's like why did i like why is that even like a thing like why does it bother me like i'm so young like why is that even something that i'm aware of now and i think yeah i think that you know it bothered it bothers me still you know that's a lot of stuff that i'm still getting through um but yeah no it's it's hard it's hard to especially like now like you get older like i didn't really have like a way of like i wasn't like really aware like how like detrimental that was to like my mental like and like my well-being that pressure around food but yeah it's a lot so now i just even now like i get kind of oh like like i like part of me sometimes i'm like oh do i like really like want to eat that you know should i eat that around people does it matter you know i shouldn't eat too much or like i've gotten a lot better and I think that's why I also liked cooking a lot. And I've gotten into, um, that's, that's helped my relationship with food, I feel like. Um, you know, it being more tangible, me being able to, in my adulthood, be in total control of what I decide to put in my body, how much of it I'm going to eat, um, how much I think is enough for me, um, and I think that's really big for me. Um, God, and I don't, actually, I don't really like think about it till now. I didn't really realize it, but yeah, like I think that's like a really big reason why um, I like to be in the kitchen, and because um, it's healing for me in a way. Um, so yeah, I think it's in. But yeah, you know, the relationship that uh, people set with kids that they should have with food, it's is definitely right and wrongs as far as like how to go about go about that and um yeah i think we're gonna agree that that was probably not the best way yeah. to handle that so, and yeah. it's ironic because kids aren't grocery shopping kids aren't you know they don't have any autonomy over what they're eating exactly for the most part yeah yep and it's crazy because it's like yeah I feel like, yeah, there was a way, yeah, there was a way to go about it, and that was not the way. But, you know, uh, I know there was no bad intentions. It was just, I think, that desperate concern of, you know, my child is heavier, and he was a heavier child. That's probably where a lot of that came and from. he didn't, I think he didn't want, he also, you know, he didn't live here. He lived on the East Coast. Um, he was very much so present and very active father, and... Um, but my mom, you know, she just, you know, we kind of just, she likes, you know, my mom likes sweets, you know, and her, growing up in her household, you know, my grandma, my grandma has a horrible diet. Like my grandma was, you know, drug addict, you know, not always cooking solid meals, hated vegetables, you know. So, you know, those are just things, you know, my mom's trying to figure it out. And my mom, my mom, you know loves vegetables now introduced a lot of vegetables i love vegetables but you know still like a lover of treats and like especially in like that time like i feel like like when we were younger like the like the snacks and everything that they were coming out with that just seemed like regular snacks but really it's just like candy you know the way, Oreos. yeah the way snacks were back then like roll-ups gushers like all that kind of shit Fruit you know oh, how good <sighs> so good, you know <laughs> But yeah, it's just, you know, it was just different. Like, it wasn't... None of it was real food. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not yeah, healthy Yeah, but it was normal. Like, protein. it was normal to find, like, 
you know, in a kid's lunch, like, back in, like, 2003, you open it up, you see, like, Doritos and, like, Rice Krispie and a fucking peanut well, butter and jelly. Well, school lunch is what? A PBJ or, or a Lunchable. Pizza? You get a Lunchable on top of, like, some freaking... A Capri night. Sun? Yeah. Yeah. You're just eating garbage. Yeah. So, like, people get all, like, all oh, these parents that, like, feed their kids all this, like, only tofu and all this shit. I'm like, who cares? Like, because if they were cramming, like, six Rice Krispies down their child's throat, you'd really be mad. So, it's just one of those things where I think food, like, it, like yeah, it should be taken serious. And it definitely should be, like, you know, I think for me, like, if I had kids, I definitely want to be feeding them, um, you know, I'd, it's definitely going to be homemade most of the time. Like, if I can reduce, for me, it's about reducing, like, prepackaged stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean, like, no sweets. That doesn't mean, you know, like, none of the good shit. No, like, you know, crunchy snacks and things. You know, it's, it's all about texture eating and flavors. But it's just it's just the amount of prepackaged stuff, I think. Moderation. Yeah. Everything moderation, in moderation. Always moderation. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's another thing. Like, it's talked about, but at the same time, it's just, it's not. Well, especially now. There's yeah. the, not that push to educate people on what happens when all you're doing is eating processed carbs or not having any protein and healthy fats in your diet. Nobody talks about that. And if yeah. you start talking about it, you're fat phobic. Yeah. We need to we need to exile you from God. the community. Everything, yeah, everything just Everybody's so on edge about everything. And I think I, we were talking about this. I don't know if we were talking about this yesterday, but the idea that it probably comes from a compassionate place. These people mm-hmm. probably do care and they want to get rid of bullying and to help people feel comfortable in their own skin. But it's misplaced compassion. Mm-hmm. Let's teach people about their food and where it comes from and what it means to eat a healthy, balanced diet. Mm-hmm. I was reading that and something. Um, God, I wish I could remember the book so I could acknowledge the person that wrote it. Um, but just there was a segment in it. It was about gardening and how she brought this. Um, she started a gardening program at this school, and how like these kids just you know didn't have a lot of access to good foods, didn't have access to you know healthy foods at that, and just like kids that just wouldn't even like think about touching a vegetable because ew, you know. But then you know when you give, when you know where your food comes from, and like when you're part of like you know sourcing that food and like growing your food. And it's so hands-on, that whole process, like, from beginning to end, like, from putting it in the ground to it, like, ending up on your plate, like, there's something, like, special about that. And just, even just, like, homegrown, like, like vegetables. Homegrown vegetables, off the bat, like, they just have more flavor than store store vegetables, like, mass-produced. They just do. And also just having that ability to just know, like, you grew this, and you know, now I can eat it and it's, you know, I gave it life and sustained it so it could grow and now it's giving me sustenance and it's helping me grow and like that full circle kind of thing, like that really helped these kids that she noticed like change their perspective on food and how they just loved the vegetables. And at first she said, you know, she would give them like some with some like dressings to like dip it in and eventually they were just like eating leaf lettuce plain because they just loved it so much and like just like how she saw these children's mindset towards vegetables and the way they eat changed drastically just because 
they got to be part of that process on knowing where their food came from and what it does for them and just getting to be like part of that whole cycle she said it just was like really incredible to watch and how how awesome would it be if that was more common and how much better um like how much like better health people would be in like just being part of that like I don't know I just feel like that's also why I'm like just being hands-on the hands-on process being part of it and I really think that's important and should be talked about more oh absolutely we're separated that was pretty cool we're separated from our food Mm -hmm. in a weird way and probably more so than we've ever been Mm -hmm. nobody knows how to butcher a cow or you know how to skin an animal and we just go to the grocery store and there's our food packaged placed nicely in this plastic Mm -hmm. container and that's no connection they have no connection or emotion or feeling to anything about where it came from or how it was sourced and that's also like for me too i just think about um i think about uh I just had a thought. Hold on. Like, yeah, so even just starting with that, we'll start with that. Like, the meats in the store, like, I think about, like, I'm one of those people where I kind of, you know, I think about energies. I think it's all very transferable. I think it's a real thing. Um, I think when you're uh, you're not part of cooking your food and, like, you know, you just don't know where it's coming from or, like, I think it, I think your food it matters what you're putting in your body down to like who cooks it even like what people are putting into your food energy wise um, I think about animals like mass product like uh, butchers factory all that. farming factory farming I think about okay so there's these animals they got chemicals and fear like they got hormones all this stuff very much so present in their body then we're over here butchering them but like that stuff still gotta be like in their body like in the meat you know like i think that's gotta have some kind of weird like effect on people you know like your meat was like this living thing and like don't get me wrong like i'm a meat eater but i definitely prefer like you know small locally sourced you know like knowing knowing like that animal lived a good life cage free yeah like was well taken care of like if i can if i can help it like i'm trying to get like the best sourced you know i can get and knowing like you're eating a cow that's been like this close together with like other cows fear laying in their own shit and piss and it's like you're gonna get it butchered it's scared and then you're just eating its meat and it's like you're putting all that whatever that cow was feeling anything i feel like you're just you're consuming it and like that's uh that's also like a ew to me like that like i feel like that really is not that's not healthy well even more tangible the antibiotics oh, and yeah, the hormones that, they're the pumping hormones, into it and that's, yeah and that's, that's like what freaks me thing. out that's a huge thing especially for like uh like as a like as a female for me well birth control is a big somebody was telling me the other day that and oh. I, I knew this on an abstract level, that birth control is not good for hormone levels at all. No. I don't use birth control. Hell, good no. I used to be on that shit. Did, were, when you were younger, were you on it? Which, what does that do to you as you're developing? You're just 
artificially controlling your I don't even know, hormones. but I know it did something. I know it did something. You something know? like messed you here's, up in some I mean, way? here's the thing. When I, when somebody tells me I can take a pill um, every day for three weeks and then stop it so that I do get a period where I can just skip your skip, period, skip the placebo week and continue on for the next three week cycle of the pill and just keep going and just never, ever fucking bleed. Like, that's crazy to me. I'm like, so you're telling me I just keep taking this pill, but it's totally safe. But it's literally stopping my body from releasing an egg and going through a menstrual cycle. Like, that's not right. Well, aren't there hundreds of different types of birth control with different levels of hormones? Probably, yeah. Can you Google I'm not that? Super, Pull that I'm, shit I'm not up. super, Andy. to be honest, I'm not super into, like, I don't read up on it because You're, I don't, because I'm just like. It's out of your life. Because it's, it's, it's cut and dry for me. I'm like, it doesn't matter how much of, how many varying types there are, it's the fact that it does affect you hormonally and that's enough for me to be like, hell no. Hell no. And there's, yeah, there's other birth controls, forms of birth control that don't affect you hormonally. But, you know, that's like IUDs. And I have so many horror stories from friends and stuff where there's, it falls out, this, it gets lodged in the side of their like uterine wall, cervix wall, whatever, um, floating around in their body. It, it, like, no thank you, you know? Like, I don't, you know, cause a scar tissue. There's people that, you know, they put one in, now they got built up a scar tissue, and now they're, you know, reproductive organ damage. You know, it's just so invasive, so invasive for our bodies just for, like, for, like, why? So, like, uh, someone can nut in you safely? Like, no. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but, like, sorry, that's nice. <laughs> no, that was perfect. The way you like, said that, where you're like, so what? So you could just nut freely? Like, like that's what we were here? Come on now. <laughs> It is, it's, what do you have here, Andy? The shot hormonal, an injection given by a medical professional of the hormone progestin mm, in yeah. the arm or hip that lasts three months and prevents pregnancy 99% of the time. Yeah. Less than one that out of a hundred women That's will get pregnant shot. each year if they always use this shot as directed. What is that doing to your body? The uh, vaginal ring, a flexible ring that is inserted into the vagina each month for three weeks at a time. It prevents pregnancy 99% of the time. All of this shit is 99%. I used to do the pill and I switched to the The pill. Go down to the pill section there. A pill that should be taken at the same time every day for maximum effectiveness, which is often used to reduce cramping and bleeding during periods and that prevents pregnancy 99% of the time. The pill releases hormones, progestin only, or a combination of hormones to stop the ovaries from releasing eggs and thicken cervical mucus. So it is difficult for sperm to enter the uterus. Google if if there's multiple forms of the pill. I think there is. I think there's a lot of variety in that. Oh, yeah. There's so many different. But um, do we really know what doing that does long term? I feel that way with these SSRIs. The thing is, is they say it's fine long term. Oh, yeah, you can cut. But the thing is, is people stop taking birth control. And there's like a period of where like your body still is adjusting. Like it's not just like, oh, you quit. Like it's done like people say oh don't skip your pill because like you know i skipped a pill and i got pregnant i'm like okay yeah but at the same time that's not that common like it's it's a lot to get your body back in balance i feel like even just like 
yeah, like your hormones, like that stuff, it takes a while to adjust. Like say you're on birth control, you're taking a pill. Say you take the pill every day and you've been on that like three years. You think you're just going to like quit it and get pregnant in a month? Like, I just feel like that's not like reasonable. Like, I feel like there's no way in hell you've been pumping your body with the extra dose of hormones for like three years. And then like, you're just going to be like, oh, and that I feel like that makes like the people decide oh i want like we want to have a baby like let's try and like they get off birth control and then they're just like starting this whole like nightmarishly long process of like oh like i can't get pregnant like what's wrong like i don't know like you know i'm not on the pill anymore like because like your body's like i feel like your body's in shock like that's it's not i just i don't know like it just honestly the idea of birth control like grosses me out i don't know if i read this or if somebody was telling me about this that people have gotten off birth control, been married, wanting to have a baby, gotten off birth control, and n- they're no longer attracted to who they're with because the hormones in the birth control can alter that. So oh, someone dude. that you might not be attracted to, you can kind of get tricked into being attracted to them through the hormones in birth control. I don't know if that's true. That yeah. might. Well, I don't. Well, it depends. Um, like, um, like my sister, she did the depo shot. Like, uh like years ago she's like never again it was awful um and the thing about that too the depot is you know they say it lasts a year but to take a dose of something one time and for it to be able to last that long on your body like that what is that doing that is crazy and for her she's like it's awful mood swings she said no sex drive whatsoever like, just crazy shit. Like, oh, apparently, like, this is how it fucking works. Because you're definitely not going to get pregnant, you if know. you don't want to have sex. Exactly. That's I'm just like, that's... Uh, types of birth control. There are three main kinds of birth control pills. Combined estrogen, progesterone, progestin only, and continuous or extended cycle pills. There are many varieties of each type of pill, from brand names to generic, with dosing available in 28, 90, or 365 day active pills so there are different pills i want to say there's hundreds for some reason there's like hundreds of brands probably Um, well you have to think that are they just you know handing the shit out like candy you come in and then they just give you whatever one they think might work best how many people are actually getting a dose that would be beneficial for their body well the thing is is like that you don't know it's really like trial and error. You go in, they, you, a place will have like a set, um, usually have like a set, you know, standard birth control, whatever they have in the office or the clinic, wherever it is, or like wherever you're trying to get. If, you know, if you go in with the basis, if you've already done your research and you know like what kind you're looking for as far as the pill goes, cool, you ask for them to prescribe something like that. But if you just say, I want oral contraceptive, they're just going to prescribe you whatever they see is best or whatever they're getting a, you know, some kind of whatever benefits them to prescribe to you and i can't imagine it's and, a one size fits all that and, approach yeah is not it's same. like you go in there oh you know this one's not working or like this one's giving me chronic headaches or like you know i just don't feel okay taking this one okay that's fine they'll just give you a new one they just sign you something else you know let's try this one for a little bit yeah you just don't really know like they don't really know you know they're just trying to give you something that's doing what you're asking and that's making sure you don't get pregnant they're not really caring about the side effects you know, that's on you to decide if the side effects are too much. So what made you get off that? You didn't like the side effects? No. I felt crazy. I was like, maybe maybe I'm just 
So maybe I'm just crazy or maybe it's this, but <laughs> we won't know until I eliminate something. <laughs> so it's uh, on the pill. I felt on the pill. I was getting chronic, like, like for example, headaches like all the time, all the time. Like, oh, you're not drinking enough water. Oh, you know, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. I'm like, I can only drink so much fucking water at this point. Like, it's not. It's not the water. It's not the water. I'm sorry. <laughs> or maybe it is the water that I'm drinking. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's just, I just didn't feel, mm. And at first I was like, okay, but my, like, honestly, and that wasn't until I got the arm bar. I got the, what is the, arm the bar? next plan on. It's a, basically, it's like a, I'm trying to see like the size of it. So like, it's, like, it's pull like, that shit up. yeah, they're like this long. And the arm bar. This is a contraceptive. Yeah, it's called Nexplanon. It's a little plasticky, weird material. Um, it's like a very, it's a very flexible thing, but it's a bar about this long, and about yeah, so just like that, right there. And basically, they just uh, take a. It goes inside a big like kind of like gun type thing, like a big hollow needle, and they just shoot it into your arm. They like it's like a shot, but then they like. Uh, leave the bar in there oh click on that picture in the lower right hand yeah. corner that's that how that's how it looks like arm. getting uh Jesus. surgically removed when they surgically remove it it's um but yeah basically it goes in this thing and they like put it up against your arm and like shove it in and it like injects it the bar into place in your oh so arm. they just shoot this plastic yeah. rod into your arm yep and it's what it slowly releases the hormones or yeah yeah when i first got it um at the time i'd gotten it they said it's good for three years and so what is the purpose of that? You just wouldn't have to take a pill yeah, each day? Yeah, it's just there. It's just there and you don't get pregnant. But the thing is, is when I first got it, it was good for three years. And then after about two years of me having it, the same exact brand all of a sudden just said, oh, it's actually good for five years. So I'm like, okay. So who's testing this? Who's what testing you, this? Yeah, what's happening? What is the amount that's really, how is it releasing? Like, is it like a consistent amount, you know? And it's just, and then I just realized, I was like, why? I was, I was like, I just came to a point where like, I don't want anything in me. How old were you when you were put on that? I got on that on my own. You chose to do that? Yes. This is my, when I first, right after high school in Santa Rosa, uh, I got it at the JC. Um, I was just like, you know, I'm tired of taking these pills, giving me headaches, um, you know, and I don't want to like, you know, that fear of like, oh, what if I forget? So I just say, you know, I'll just do the bar. It's a one time boom. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's not the depot shot. So, you know, if I don't want it in me, I'm going to have it taken out type of thing. You know, I didn't want anything that I couldn't like pull back out, pull back up type thing. So I was like, you know what, I'll go get it. And then I just kind of felt, you know, you know, I was heavier, um, I was just unhappy. Um, Not I, doing good. I, you know, I was also in a really bad relationship, but I was also just, you know, like, obviously, you know, that plays a huge factor, but there's just a lot of things going on where I was like, you know, reading, doing research and stuff. And I was like, do I was like, I don't want anything in me. I was like, whether it's the birth control or not, um, I was like, I don't feel balanced. I don't feel right. I don't feel good. And I was like, why am I taking this? Like, okay, yeah, I don't get pregnant, okay, but that's not really, like, like, there's so many ways to just not get pregnant. Like, it's not the end of the world. So, I was like, I don't want this in me. And I took it out. And and so, they have to surgically cut it. Yeah, they'll take an incision, they made an incision enough, and then they squeeze and 
pop it up and pull it out. And um, after, you know, like a year later, I was like at my thinnest. I was doing better. Did it take a full year for you to feel like you again once that was removed? I feel like noticeably, like to be like, wow, like when I reflected back on it. But I also, you know, went through life changes. I pretty much got rid of the arm bar, got rid of the loser I was with. That's such a crazy name. The arm bar. (laughs) We're going to give you the The arm arm bar. bar. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, I was just. That is so crazy uh, to name it that. That's just what, yeah, that's just what uh, girls. I guess that's not like, maybe just, it must be like a term amongst women. But like, when you say like, oh, I had like birth control. You said, oh, I had the little arm bar. They know what you're talking about. But <laughs> the armbar, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like a legitimate yeah. UFC armbar we're, yeah. we're putting people into. Why would you name it that? Take those little spermies out, man. For a contraceptive, what are we? We're armbarring babies? For real. We're armbarring sperm. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah. I, that's, yeah. I don't know. The argument, right? Nobody wants anybody to get pregnant before they're ready. So you understand it at that mm-hmm. level, especially as kids, right? Like, Don't you yeah. normally get put on it at, like, 13? It's like this. Like, I feel like and it's not even just that, but I feel like it's a very cliche thing. Like, daughters of single women are like, oh, my God, like, are you having sex? Okay, we're getting you on birth control. Like, off the bat. You know, and don't get me wrong, you know, there's birth control. You know, it's it has its benefits for some people. There's some people, you know people that have like really bad painful periods or like irregular super can like never like no breaks birth controls you know you know been a thing that's you know came into people's lives and helped them or like as a regulator relieved, yeah as a regulator to re- or, like, relieve like you know you know you know the periods you know change and altered um with those hormones for some reason you know but um but yeah as far as like the pressure of like Oh, like, it's on the woman to make sure she doesn't get pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Like... That is weird. As a guy, we don't really have... Yeah. Like, you're not... Like, you don't... You're out here... You pull out or you don't. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, you stick around or you don't. Like, no biggie. (laughs) Like... (laughs) It's just like... uh, Yeah, you know... It's... I think it's very... um, As a woman, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not... Like, I don't, I'm not, like, I refuse. There's a point I was like, I refuse any longer to feel pressure to need to hormonally put myself off balance. I'm but like, then were you scared about going off? Was the fear of getting pregnant? Did that then no. become, no, you weren't worried about it. I know how a baby's made. I don't know why men act shocked like they don't either. I was going to say, we're going to go into a part where it's going to make <laughs> me look really stupid. But isn't there an, only a certain... We like point in ovulation where they oh, yeah, can get pregnant. I was, just I was gonna say, okay, about here this. we go. Like, I don't know about that. It is not as easy as it is to get pregnant. It is not that easy to get pregnant. There is such a small window of when you're really like, like say like your cycle average cycles like you know, twenty six, twenty eight days. You know, like cycle starts over when you start bleeding, right? So educational here i knew that uh, part. I just so yeah didn't... <laughs> you know average span of you know that's about five days or so you know five days to of bleeding yeah and then you know there's like that recover like period of about like maybe like you know pretty wide range so i'm not exactly sure like seven to like 11 days or something like that i don't really know but like that's when i'd say like day 14 let's say like day 15 of your cycle or something 14 that's when you're gonna ovulate 
Okay. So that is the highest point of fertility. Like that you're going to like when you're like ovulating the day you ovulate, that's your highest chance to get pregnant. And then after that, it's still a high chance. Like a couple days after that, it's still like a higher chance to get pregnant. Then after like that three day window, it becomes like a lower chance, least likely to get pregnant. So you could possibly get pregnant a few days before ovulation, just because sperm what lives can live a few days inside. And, you know, you ovulate when buddy's still there. You're like, hey, like, move on in, you know, but doors open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, they just pop house for rent. Let me get up in there. This is right? a great. We should but... put this as a sex ed <laughs> moment right here. But this then, should be in every know, school. But yeah, like just like that one day. So like that one day is like the all time high. Like, yeah. But how, what are we talking about when it drops down and you're out of that? When it period? drops down. I'd say. Like after... a 99% chance that you wouldn't. Yeah. Like the egg is only viable probably for like. I'd say for sure, like average wise, maybe like for sure, like three to four, three days, three to four days, maybe. After that, it's kind of questionable. Like, I'm not saying you can't, you know, it's really, people are regular. There's small chances of everything. Nothing is like completely off the table, but like on average and high percentages and like really risk factor, like, like the average is, it's just not going to happen. Like after those like few days of you ovulating, once you ovulate, that's the release in the egg and then the egg stays only good for like a few days and then. It's setting up to kind of clear itself out and your cycle again starts over. That's you expelling. You're like menstrual, like bleeding is you expelling the previous egg. See, when I was a slightly younger man, I used to think if you just nutted in a girl, that's it. You're now a dad. She's going to be, she's going to be pregnant. Like people say, oh, like people like, oh, you have not that you would. I think it's, you know, people, you know, you do it on the period. It's not going to like, you can't get pregnant. But it's like at such a small percentage, like yeah, ideally no, like you're not gonna get pregnant probably during that time. But you still could. But there's very small percentage of those women that are irregular or women that like double release eggs or you know you just don't know. Like there's that weird, you know, something. Like there's something like in this world you really just don't know. But like the common, like overall, like that's just the basis of like that's the cycle, that's the lining up point. Like there's windows and time frames. So yeah. It's very easy to get pregnant, but finding that window is what matters. It's like, that's what's going to, like, that's why. Like, you can't just always get pregnant. Like, a woman isn't, like, a woman can't just, at all times, just get pregnant. Like, we can only get pregnant during, like, a certain, like, window, you know? Um, so, yeah, like, if you don't know, like, the people ask you, like, I like I track my cycle. It's like, I always know, like, like what's good you know so it's one of those things where you know you know some and some women don't some women aren't even like aware you know they're taught you know there's a lot of things it's scary how many women like don't know how the you know female body operates because you know whether they're raised by you know a mom that's you know tells them like oh no like you don't talk about anything like that or you know they're with a single dad or like you know the fear of just you know don't have sex because you'll get pregnant and die you know like that's it like that's it like there's no there's no education around it and there's and there's still a lot of unknowns about the like the female reproductive system and like the female body like there's just so much that you know like women don't know let alone men you know yeah god forbid us we're we're not gonna be any help 
in the thing and like the, like there's and there is you know men that you know are out there and educated but there's a lot more that aren't yeah yeah a lot more so not to get too personal here but you and your boyfriend are you guys using protection we use condoms okay i mean he's so scared which I understand, you know. As a guy, that's one of my biggest fears. That's one of my biggest fears. As a man, like, his fear is, like, I can't because I'm not ready. Like, I can't take care of this. And, like, that's totally understandable. Like, I like I respect him. Like, love him to death. And, uh, you know, I think some men just, you know. And some men just, like, they, they need to because there's no way in hell they know. Some men just don't want to pull out. They just don't. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in the pull-out method. I think it's. It's just not real. That's shit. Yeah. <laughs> so weird, dying. You struggle? You struggle? I, <laughs> I don't struggle. I can do it, but uh, here's the thing. Uh, it's, first off, no condom. It's no contest. It's way better. It just is. Oh, which, yeah. Which sucks. It, yeah, because if no, it was it better sucks. with a condom, everybody's using a condom. Oh, yeah. And we're it's controlling not. that shit. It's not. No, don't get me wrong. But There's sometimes I'm like, condom oh, off. Serious. Wearing a condom is like... <laughs> eating ice cream with a bag over it like you're uh, not really you're not even getting any of it you're just like <laughs> it's like a con- it's, wearing a condom's like enjoying anything good with a bag over it you're not even really there you're yeah, not eating the ice you're cream not even, you're not like, enjoying it but that fear uh, and maybe it does stem from some protective aspect of being able to provide for your child but especially yeah. because i'm a single me, guy and the, like well, the thing getting is, a girl pregnant is a huge fear yeah. Also, but another thing that I hate about condoms is like one of the same reasons why like the thing like I'm super weird about tampons. Like, I only buy like organic, cotton, unbleached, no ad like tampons because I'm not about to put all those chemicals up in my hoo ha, you know. And you could imagine what the hell a condom was coated with, you know. Well, and going back I'm to like, that, do comment like Google this. Do condoms wearing? Wait, we gotta. This is Andy's comment. Wearing a condom is like drinking a Lacroix, <laughs> which is terrible. I sparkly water is just dog shit. But where I was going with that was pull out game, and I think this is relatable as a guy. You always run into that girl that is, yeah, I'm on the pill. Just, just you don't need to pull out. And there's as a man, there's that split second where you think, man, should I? Should I? And so you just crush up. That's when you make them breakfast the next morning. <laughs> so you can say that. If I say that, that's a problem. I'm glad you said that. But and there's uh, pre-cum. I've heard that you can actually get smoothie. pregnant from pre-cum. That does it carries enough sperm where you can legitimately get pregnant. It's just too. Why? It's it freaks Maybe me. Maybe if you like directly took it and like just put it in like a turkey baster. But let me tell you something. There's just no way that little bit of pre-com is just gonna make its way there. I, I mean, it's not impossible. But what are we? What are we googling so here, Andy? What do we got on this? Let's Google. Do condoms contribute to ovarian cancer or uterine cancer? Well, there have been horror stories of people getting condoms stuck inside. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of things you can get stuck in there. You know. Why? That is an interesting I argument. The idea that the contraceptive. I get. I guess the nature of contraceptives really is placed on women. I've heard people kind of yeah. biting back on that. That men should have some pill they have to take. Well, the thing is, is like you hear these stories. We're like, oh, they were doing a male birth control study, but then they had to stop it because men were complaining about hormone imbalances, hormonal imbalances, and you know, chest discomfort. And I'm like, yeah, all these side effects. I'm like, yeah, 
I'm like, you could imagine, like, how the fuck we feel. Like, our, like the hormonal effects of just having a period every month is already so much on the body. Like, y'all ever just Google the symptoms of a period? You know, I, I haven't. That's not exactly something I do in my pastime. You, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead and Google. Wait, what is, what is this you got here? The Chemical and Vet- Veterinary Investigation Institute in Stuttgart said on Friday it had found the carcinogen N-nitrosamine in 29 of 32 types of condoms it tested in simulated conditions. The condoms, which were kept in a solution with artificial sweat, what? exuded huge amounts of cancer-causing N-nitrosamine from its rubber coating. Researchers measured the amounts of N-nitrosamine that were above the prescribed limits for other rubber products as baby pacifiers. There's a pressing need for manufacturers to tackle this problem. Yeah, uh... I mean, going... That ties back into our food, you know. How much shit are we using that is just terrible for us? Cancer is like... Everything causes cancer these days, but I'm just like... They found that in Skittles... Pull this shit up. They found that in Skittles, the coloring Mm -hmm. is a cancer-causing chemical. They call it a forever chemical. And it's just for the coloring yeah, of Skittles. All these dyes and shit and foods. Like, I had a lot of Skittles as kids. Oh God, as a kid. Such not a as sour kid. Skittles. Ooh. Uh, a California man is suing the company that makes Skittles for including an additive in its candy permitted by U.S. law but banned in Europe due to a possible link to cancer. The lawsuit claims. I'm pretty sure they they found that it was a real thing. This might be a, something separate, a lawsuit about it, but freaking google so i don't know contraceptive is weird i heard that they were working on something for men i read an article that they were they had some light switch type thing where you could flip it on and off if you wanted it but i mean we really only have condoms that's that's all we bring to the table Mm -hmm. how do you feel about the abortion topic I feel that I feel like that's uh I mean where do you go with that? Like why even is it like why is it even like a topic other than just being discussed as a normal health procedure? Like it shouldn't be like a like somebody asked you like how do you feel about chemotherapy? I know it's not the same thing, but it's like in your mind, you're not like, oh, like someone's like, if God put cancer in your body, let God do what He sees fit. Like, I'm that sorry, would be so crazy. Like, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I know that's so like, I know that's harsh. Like, I didn't like that's. I just, I'm sick. Okay, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, hey, you know, like nobody's saying that shit. Well, that's actually a great point. Nobody would want somebody to have to use chemotherapy. But we're glad that it's there. Yeah. And if you need it, you should use it. Yeah. We're like, obviously, like, abortions aren't, like, a soft topic. But at the same time, like, it shouldn't be, like. I don't get why anybody cares. It shouldn't matter. There's there's a weird line. Because at some point, it is definitely a kid. Yeah. Like, at nine months, if we're abortion, it gets dicey. Mm -hmm. But. I don't know, three months in? Is that... Okay. The idea that you just can't 
and so now you have to have the yeah. child no it's a weird it's a weird concept for me yeah no it's it's one of those things where like i'm like no shame like i've had one you've had an abortion yeah and look at me right now the fuck like i would have had like oh i would have had a one-year-old like what part of that like that is so is that crazy saying that what part of me looks like no part of me isn't even in a position to even like be parenting anything like i have a dog i don't even think i could do a dog right now and that's enough like i don't even even know what to do with her half the time i'm like girl you know sometimes i'm like did i fuck up as an owner so i'm literally sitting there asking i'm like did i you know maybe i could have like trained her better do i did i really train her what could I have done? You know, like, did I fuck up as a dog mom? And like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, girl, you would have had some problems, you know? So it's one of those things. It's like, I had no business being a parent. Could I admit it happened? Yeah. Could I have, you know, sucked it up and figured it out? Yeah. But at what cost? That, like, at that child's well-being, my well-being, my family's well-being, feeling pressure to probably need to help me because at the end of the day, like, they're not going to want to just leave me They're not going to want to see you struggle. You know, like, the way that would have changed and altered so many lives and, you know, of course, not talking about, you know, generational traumas and, like, you know, what, it, like, I'm working through a lot of shit right now that I, you know, not, I'm just not ready to to raise another life and feel like I can contribute in like the best way possible. Um, I don't think that there is a unborn fragment of cells floating around this universe somewhere, you know, wanting to damn me to hell because I didn't bring it to this planet. Like, I don't think, and I don't, I don't think twice. I don't think another thing of it. And not that I don't care. Like, does it kind of like, I think it overwhelms me sometimes like emotionally just thinking about like whoa like that could have been but my best friend you know she she has a one-year-old and then you snap back real quick you're like thank god and, like i spend a couple minutes you know with with him and i'm like god like i love you but like she's in a better position and she wanted that where i'm looking i'm like i would have been different you know i wouldn't have had the support from a husband like she does i wouldn't have had you know a lot of those things, like the family, the I just feel like it's important to um, I th- I personally feel like if I chose to have that child, that would have been selfish of me. Because you weren't in that place where because you could I'm really not provide. in a place to provide that baby with anything. Was it hard coming to that decision though? It was. But you knew it was the right thing to Overall, do. Overall, I knew. Overall, I knew, but like in that moment, you're kind of like shit. You know, but like, what if, like, what if I do this? But it's like, you got to get past that little idea of like, oh, I have a baby, like a little baby to like, like I was once a baby. I was once one of those little cute things that people like, oh, like, like, I want one. Like, so cute. Like, I just want to make, like, we're not, it's not forever. It's not forever that stage. It's not. Then I'm like, gosh, like, I think about now, sometimes I go back and forth. I'm like, do I even want kids? I feel like this planet and, like, where we're at now, like, it's stressful. Like, people are like, oh, like, don't be so dramatic. Like, things have always been hard. Like, think about the people that had kids during the Great Depression, all that. I'm like, yeah, but the world wasn't melting, too, at the same time. Like, 
or maybe it was we just didn't realize it and now it's like it's very noticeable now you know where what is life gonna be like in 20 years and i get it like no matter how much time goes it's always gonna be a question what's life gonna be like in the next 20 years but it's like is it do i want to contribute to that do i want to think about you know something that i dearly truly love and care about and like stress over every second of the day and like what it's going to be like in this world for them like do i want like am i ready for that no and you know maybe one day i will be maybe i'll accept it and i might be in a position to like you know be able to handle that pressure because i can at least take care of them up into that point when they're on their own but i know right now for sure especially like you know over a year ago like that wouldn't that it wasn't gonna been, work that wasn't even like no i was just up like like right, that was like right before i moved away you know i was like i'm not gonna just i'm trying to move away and be on my own that's hard enough and then i'm like find this out and i'm like oh shit you know like hell no like no way in hell no way in hell and i'm okay with that you know it doesn't bother me i made the decision that i needed to make um and that was my right i had the right to make that decision just like everybody else. And anybody who's like, oh, like, you just, like, I don't, like, who, like, who am I hurting? What did I hurt in the process? Like, the baby was unwanted by one side already. And if, like, I don't want it, then, like, what am I going to do? Have this baby that, like, nobody wants? Yeah, and what does that not, do to Not, the kid? like, I would not, I'm not saying, like, oh, like, I would just neglect it, but it's like, you know. A little bit of resentment, you know. And it makes a difference, right? Yeah. If you don't want a kid and then yeah. you're forced to have one. Yeah. That's not a great life for the that's kid to come up safe. in. That's not safe. I'm like, people don't understand. I'm like, you know what? People, you take away the right for somebody to just safely get rid of something before it's actually an issue. You make them you make them go through with that. There's a lot worse outcomes that you're looking at, you know. Like the, you know, the health of that person, what they're going to go, what they're going to do, the desperation of what they're going to do to try to get rid of what the problem is. Um, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's doing more harm than good. Like 100%. There is that sentiment that you're not going to ban abortions. You're just going to ban safe abortions. Oh yeah. No, a hundred percent because it already was a thing. It already happened. That's already been it is weird that we're back at this battle. I'm like, this is like, we saw like, I'm like all these rich people. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm like, as much as I don't, like, I just like the sick, sadistic person in me is all like, you know what? All you motherfuckers who want to ban abortions or like act like you have any like right over a woman's body like that. Like, I hope you have daughters that get pregnant and don't want them and they do what they need to do. I hope you go through that and you see that shit because like, seriously, it's like, it's so selfish. Like you don't, well, it doesn't affect people that have money. Well, no, because they're going to, they're going to make it happen anyways. They're going to go to a different state. They're going to go and do whatever they need to do. They're going to pay doctor to the table to do it regardless because they can, but it's just that it's, they know who can't pay a doctor under the table. You know, it's, they're targeting. It's obvious, but like, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, let's not. It's so weird. It's so weird that this is an issue. It almost sounds cheesy talking about it. Yeah. That we're coming, we're going back to this one. 
Yeah. But hey, you know, I just... I feel like... I just, I don't think it can go... I don't think it can't be... It's not going to be a national thing. No, you mean every state it's just, doing it? I just don't see how that's going to happen. No, I don't... I don't think so. I think the farthest it would go would just be let it let the states decide. But still, if you're in a Which state that decides, yeah, if you're in a state that but. decides we're not doing abortions and you don't have any money to go out of state, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is so crazy. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's it's like, yeah, yeah. So my stance on abortion is, eh, let them happen. It's just a thing that needs to be around. Like, One way I think the argument is always, well, you should put that child up for adoption, but what kind of life is that? Look at all the kids in foster care that are just molested, malnourished, not taken care of. What kind of life is that? You want to subject another child to that? Yeah. It is such a weird time. Yeah. With all the shit, all the politics, all the strife just mm-hmm. amongst everyday people. And the fact we've got this situation with Ukraine and Russia and China. And we're just... We're just going back and fighting old battles. Yeah. Because we don't have enough shit to worry about. Yeah. That, no, honestly, that, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, it's entertainment. It's just like, what else can we do? You know, people, all those higher ups just sitting there fucking twiddling their thumbs and just torturing because they have, we have so much money. We have nothing else to do with it other than pay to watch people suffer because why not? Do you think that's what it is? People just I think are bored? so, honestly. I really, uh, it could just be that simple. You know? It so feels like desensitized, it's so, like, they have all this money, just they cut off. everything, just so, like, when you just have everything, like, you just feel so, like, how would you not? Like, it's like they, they probably feel godly in a sense to where I could do whatever I want because I, I am, I, they feel like they just have control. There's nothing above them to stop them. There's nothing... They can get they away can with it. it. Yeah. What else? How far? It's almost like not even like they intentionally. Like, nobody's. I don't think anybody's born really like, aware of like evil and all this. But it's just like, to a point where they have so much money or something that, you know, I've done this already. I've done this. Like, how far can I take it? Like, what else can I do? Like, how? What can I get away with? Like, I think that yeah, it's just you know, they just you just keep pushing that envelope of like. Like, I'm just do this now. And I'm like, I already, you know, I fucked this up a little bit and got away with it. You know, I wonder if I could do this and get like, it's just, it's just like that power. Like, doesn't, it doesn't matter how they get it. It's just to know that they can. It's, mm, they probably just really enjoy that. I think some of it is the dying breath of the hold of religion on the country. That. In some regards. I mean, we, our country was pretty religious and now we're i think most people aren't 
and it's it's like it's trying to reach back out and you know pull us not necessarily i don't think it's religion's fault i think people use religion to justify some terrible things and i think abortion is one of those the idea that you you get a say over somebody else's life because what you believe affects that that because i believe this you should act in this way and i don't know if that's just i think it's just the interpretation of some people Mm -hmm. but it's powerful enough where it got to the supreme court i mean the idea that This isn't, it's not at least somewhat tied to religion is mm-hmm. a and joke. It's like, yeah, and as far as like something being religion, it's like, religion, I feel like overall, like, regardless of what religion is, it's based off of your lifestyle and what we as people, what the, the decisions we make and how we choose to live our lives. And nowhere in any of these does it say, I feel like, equals, like, human to human, get to control what the other person does like at the end of the day if we're all trying to like religiously like make the right decisions and live our lives you know how like what is supposed to be the righteous way or whatever it is i believe then that is solely our personal own duty to make our own decisions with what we do with ourselves and our body and our life choices and everybody else should be doing the same and making their own you know decisions and personal choices with themselves and just you know focus on you do what you feel is right and be kind to others and nowhere in that does you like do you get to like have control over another human being nowhere over that do you get to tell another human being what they get to do because in the day you're not the one that's you don't get to tell these people like you're not you're not a higher up you're not somebody that's going to like heaven and hell like you're not god you're not gonna you're not gonna um tell this person they can't do this because oh they're gonna go to hell because in the day if there's someone telling them they're going to hell right that you believe you're not the one making that decision there's a higher up somebody above you who's also going to be telling you what you're going as well so who are you to tell anybody else like what they should be doing like your god who are you to make such strong decisions about somebody else's body who you have no other like power over in this realm you know so it's it's one of those things where it's like yeah like oh you know you're killing a life blah 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 but i'm like it's not your place to judge me on that it's not your end of decision to decide what happens to me after this lifetime for making this decision that i made regardless so regardless of your religion or whatever, I still think it's all a bunch of bullshit that people still think in the name of religion, this needs to be law, this needs to be that. Like, it just doesn't, it's not how it works. At least personally. And I know that's an opinion, but that's not how it works to me. It definitely can be used as another method to control people. So it's... And you have prime examples of that, where people use that and say, you have to do this because of this, because you'll go to hell. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I don't know where we go from here i don't know what happens exactly and i don't know i mean even at a micro level i don't know what happens with you know where we go as a country it seems like we're just in a weird spot in life and everybody's on shaky ground and covid 
you know, messed a lot of people up. And yeah. nobody wants to talk about that. And now we've got all this shit. Part of me thinks it'd be great to just unplug, go get a ranch somewhere far away. Yeah. And just live out a quiet, peaceful life. And then part of me feels as though you should try to fight for the country and try to help people. And I'm naive enough to think that people can still make a difference. Mm -hmm. But time and time you see that, no, nobody does. They all get into the politics and they start doing whatever and cutting deals with the devil to do whatever. And I feel like the best thing at this point that anybody could do is more so... Yeah, I'm kind of at, like, we're kind of where I'm at. Like, homestead, homestead and family, like, on, like, on my own, contributing to my health and trying to be, you know, more sustainable. Trying to be, at this point, I'm, like, more so, like, you know, fuck the people. Like, just trying to about, find peace. What about the environment? What about, you know, finding my peace and just living how I need to live without, you know, taking more than what I need to take? It's like, there's so many at this point I'm just like, oh like like yeah, like obviously like take care of your people. Like I'm like I like I'm a person too. You know, like I'm a human. Like we should want to take care of each other, but at the same time, like I'm not gonna waste my time taking care of people that, you know, aren't gonna put in the same effort. It's like try to save everyone or try to save yourself. Yeah. Unless I'm like unless sacrificing myself is gonna save Many, many, many people. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold my breath over all these others. I'm just not. Absolutely not. You know, I'll take care of mine. Um, you know, I'm always willing to help and show kindness, and I'm always, you know, I want. Like, ideally, I try to give people benefit of the doubt, and I really do that. But sometimes, that's feel like that's reckless of me. To do those things. It's draining. It's so draining. It could be said that it's reckless, but it definitely is draining. Yeah. You lose a piece of yourself each time you try to pull someone up and they pull you down. Yep. And that's the battle for me, for sure. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think politics really drain me. I think it drains everybody. Even if you are corrupt and you go into it just to come out on top it's yeah. still gonna take away from you yeah it's yeah i'm not really i don't i'm not gonna lie i'm not one of those people that reads up on the worldly issues i don't sit there and you know i don't read every you know hot topic of the world i'm not keeping up with the un i'm not doing any of that I should think, i i don't think so i think life is personally in your own life i think you will be happier if you're not that connected, but if we all disconnect, shit's just gonna hit the fan. That's what I always struggle with. Is I think in your own life you would be happier just unplugging and doing the ranch, and you might have a great life. You probably would. It would be more peaceful. Uh-huh. But what happens to the country if we all do that? That's my constant battle. Yeah. Is do you want to be the one dying on the cross to try to help people, or do you want to get out while you can? tough yeah it's hard it's really just like as soon as you just think like okay like that's me i'm like okay i'll just you know am i gonna be content like you tried so hard to like just be like you know what nah like this is fine but i feel like we're really just trying to convince ourselves 
that it's fine and that we don't care. Have you seen that meme of the dog in the burning house? All the time. It's oh like, my god, I, you, I reference that to everything. Pull I'm that like, shit up. We gotta I'm see so that. okay. <laughs> it's like, like, I'm fine. Oh, uh, that's my favorite meme. This is fine, and he's just sitting in a like, burning house me. with a cup of coffee. Everything's on fire around you, and yeah. I think that's everybody right now. That's We're all just sitting in a burning house thinking, this is, it's going to be okay. And it really might not be. Yeah. Well, Rain, we can end it there. You are awesome. We've done two hours. We can get out of this joint. Do you have anything you want to plug? Your social media stuff? Um definitely don't have to some I mean, people yeah. plug some people don't go ahead plug you know 11 rainy days is my instagram well i guess it's 11 underscore rainy underscore days um but you can you know i don't know how you do that <laughs> but yeah but yeah it was a great time thank you yeah it was, it was awesome now that you're in town we'll have to do this again yeah no i'm we'll down sure. awesome all right and we're out all right